Napa know-how. Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest Chili Cook-Off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The following advertisement has been paid for by the big guy Ryback. Are you hungry? You know I'm so hungry, big guy. Hey, Mark, what brings you here? So I'm just here to hang out with my all-time favorite superstar of all time. What brings you here? Well, I'm doing a paid advertisement for Feed Me More Nutrition, available at feedmemore.com. Big guy, that is music to my ears. Do you tell the people about your ice-so-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, the best-tasting protein on the market, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, the strongest pre-workout on the market, and the big guy, all-natural testosterone booster, my personal fave. Big guy, you're on to something with this Feed Me More Nutrition. It is some top quality stuff. Well, thank you, Mark. It is. Feed Me More Nutrition. Premium, quality, the highest quality supplements on the market today. Available now at FeedMeMore.com. But wait, there's more. Just for being a listener of Conversation with the Big Guy, you can now save 10%. That's right. Save 10% at FeedMeMore.com. On all Feed Me More merchandise and apparel and Feed Me More Nutrition with discount code PODCAST10. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0. PODCAST10. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, and right now, I'd like to introduce... Whoa, 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 whoa. A guy who lost his smile. A guy who took his brand and walked away from millions of dollars. He hails from Sin City. He... Ah, uh, damn it! That's enough for you two! Shut up! Yo! I think he's, uh... I think he said we're fired. Shut up! Pat, slap my ass! It's time! For conversation with the big guy, pal. <laughs> Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the big guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Happy to be back on another jam-packed edition of Conversation with the Big Guy new sponsor on board that we're proud to announce. But before we get to that, I think you might have some uh, things you want to talk about or plug. Absolutely. You guys, Feed Me More Nutrition is now available on feedmemore.com. If you live in the Las Vegas area, it's available at Spartan Nutrition and I'll Pump You Up Fitness Nutrition in Las Vegas. Also available online at I'llPumpYouUp.com. International shipping at I'llPumpYouUp.com along with international shipping at feedmemore.com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy, a professional athlete's advice on how to succeed in the game of life, is available now on Amazon in Kindle and paperback format. Coming soon to Audible. Northeast Wrestling presents WrestleFest 21, Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes in a steel cage match, 
the great Kali, Jerry the King Lawler, and the big guy Ryback all making appearances, and I too will be wrestling. Friday, March 3rd, that's Northeast Wrestling, WrestleFest 21, 5 p.m. signing, 8 p.m. bell time. And that's all for me this week. All right. Uh, thank you guys for coming out to my shows last week. We'll talk about that. Uh, February 25th, I'll be wrestling for the BBWF. I believe it's North Plainfield, New Jersey. I don't think they have a website, but they got a Facebook. So look up the BBWF. Be careful not to type in BBW alone. A lot of other stuff will come up. <laughs> WrestlePro. Not that I've looked at that before, but WrestlePro, March 11th. In Rahway, New Jersey, we're back. Special guests include Bruce Pritchard, Homicide, Joey Ryan, The Hit Squad, Tommy Dreamer. Check that out, WrestlePROonline.com. And the biggest show of my goddamn life. Get your tickets March 30th, WrestleCon, Thursday of WrestleMania weekend. If you're in Orlando and you don't get a ticket, stop listening to this show. Please come. If you get a ticket and tweet me, I'll give you a personal shout-out on this show. Ryback versus Cole Cabana. Jeff Cobb, Brandy Rhodes, Swaggle, Grado, BWO, Sanjay Dutt, Pat Buck, and much, much more. WrestleCon.com. Help me sell out Thursday night. Help me beat fucking Evolve and whatever else is running that night. But uh, that's my plugs, and uh, that's all I, I got. But, but uh, I, Not to cut you off, I, I forget every week to put this in because I have it written at the top right-hand corner of my, of my notes. But uh, for all fan mail, you guys... Um, I appreciate it greatly and I always Snapchat it um, and I get it all back out to you guys. I check it once or twice every week and you guys love to keep me busy and I, and I love to read your personal stories and letters and I had some real good ones this week. But you can send all fan mail or anything. If you just want to send the big guy gifts, you want to send me money, anything that you want. Pollo Loco uh, gift cards. El Pollo Loco gift cards, anything, six packs of Zevia, whatever you want to send the big guy with love. You send a P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. That's P.O. Box 752-740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. Just to get that in there. Thank you guys very much. All right, great. And I want to address last show. Last show, um, well, last week, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a mini meltdown. Because you did. I, I woke up to you being uh, <laughs> like it was and the end of the world. Normally, I have a lot of patience with things and I can handle it. But I was uh, my Monday routine. I like to go to the gym uh, bright and early and uh, listen to the podcast to kind of go, oh, OK, how good was it? And uh, all of a sudden I start hearing the beeps and I'm like, oh, my God, because we talked about this like the night before, because Eddie does a terrific job editing this podcast. And shout Wizards out again. Eddie, yeah. And you can listen to their show, Shiny Wizards. Great guys. So, uh, and I remember saying like, you know, sometimes we're like, hey, let's bleep something out. Um, this was all my doing, by the way, on this one. But I agree to it. I thought it was for one thing. Oh, that's what I, I, I mean, thought. it was, but. Yeah, yeah. I, so, so I'm like, this at one is, yeah. point, bleeps are funny, you know, every now and then, I think. Uh, and there was one joke in there. I was like, yeah, bleep that. That'll be funny. Um, but I think we miscommunicated it and the whole show ended up being bleeped. So, no, uh, it wasn't. I, I 100% told him, I go, let's bleep the whole show out. But I didn't realize because like we were talking, it was during my signing in Brooklyn. Yeah. And like, and we'll talk about all that with the food poisoning. And like, and I, like, I just wasn't like, I don't know why I didn't really realize how much we cuss in this. Cause it's just, again, us talking like normal, we're not, we're not talking like, Oh, there's a bunch of people listening to us. We're just talking 
like mm-hmm. we always would and, and we cuss when we talk like all people do or the majority of people I would assume sure are having private conversations in front of thousands of people um, <laughs> and it uh and then you you messaged me and then I put it on and I started listening and it didn't bother me but I could I totally could see there were way more bleeps in it than I than I thought there would be and, and mm-hmm. I was like oh man I even messaged you I go oh we cuss a lot more than I thought we did Particularly I was me. so <laughs> mad. I was just pacing around the gym and then, uh, I was like figure trying to figure out what to do because I mean, I don't get a lot. I get enough tweets from this show, but not a whole lot. And I got about three or four, which is the equivalent of, <laughs> of you getting like 3000. Like I was no, like, but what the? when you said that, because you were like, we got to take the show down. And I was just thinking, My, no, this is our busiest day. We're going to yeah. completely kill our listens for the day. Mondays are where we get our, and we had as many listens, I think, on this episode last week that that, is, that we've ever had. So I'm yeah. glad we didn't take it down. Um, <laughs> Dude, because, my finger was on the delete button. I'm like, I'm going to oh. fucking do it. I'm like, he'll understand. We'll just fucking, I'll delete this show. And poor Eddie, uh, he's like, yeah, that took a long time to bleep every curse word out of the show. I, I didn't even so know. Bad. I wish he would have, uh, I mean, obviously he had no way of probably telling me. Because he does it, I think, Sunday night. And I like, I felt when you told me that, I was like, yeah, we don't need to have, like, I, every once in a while, there are a couple things I wanted bleeped out, but um, more, not even the word, but just the context, because there are, I'm sure, kids that do listen. But you know what? This is the real, the real world. In real life, they're just made up words. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're going to hear them many, many different times in their life. And in the format and the context of this show, they fit very appropriately. And, um, it's, we, we do it because we're two dudes having a conversation like we're by ourselves. So, and, mm-hmm. and that's, and it fits. So, um, th- that won't be happening anymore. So we apologize for all. That. Yeah. No more, un- no more, uh, censored episodes. So sorry about that guys. Um, but other than that, it's been, a. you were up here last weekend. Uh, how was your wrestle pro experience? You had a, you had a, a pretty, uh, you know, fun filled week last week. Yeah. No, it was uh, good, and I told you it before. Um, I feel weird because I've had so much time of being home since December uh-huh. that uh, with everything going on, like, and I and I stay very, very busy. But like, I'm not re- like January and February are typically, I think, the, the most dead months. times. Hundred percent for me as a promoter, for as a worker, independent wrestling slows down in January. Um, February is a little bit more, but not much. Yeah. And then it also is very slow around the month of June and into July are the yeah. slowest months. And, uh, and I know like in March, like March, March alone has me so like booked twice every weekend pretty much. And then I love that because, but it's been weird. I feel like I've fallen out of a, a groove, but I haven't um, because I'm not working every weekend. I'm so, and, and as much as you hate working four or five nights a week and it's overkill on you. Like working twice every week is is awesome. Like if you could do that every weekend, because you start really getting into a groove and you feel healthy still. Now it's just like I went, I did the England tour, I came back and I was all beat up, mm-hmm. and my back and shoulder are finally feeling great. But I had five weeks off from that. Go and wrestle. It was five or six weeks actually. Wrestled, you know, Moose and Mike Orlando, and and, and that went great. I remember the Mike Orlando match. <clears throat> Excuse me, I was. Uh, like I felt great, but like the next night with Moose, I felt even a hundred times better. Just like 
when it, like, just, I, I felt like, like a machine out there the second night. Where the first night, I didn't feel quite, like, I felt great, but not as great as I could have. And I think that I attribute that to being out of the ring and you get, like, not conditioning, but nerves, I think, because you always want to perform at a high level. And, uh, sure. and plus, too, I like to challenge myself. But this week, I was off again for, like, I think it was two or three more weeks between that, those matches and, and this one with Brian Cage. And, uh, and it was a hell of a day. Just Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I got up early and, and had a huge workout and got some stuff done. And, and then, like, I know you told me, like, oh, his uh, flight was delayed or something, right? Holy shit. So um, everybody that was West Coast coming in, uh, yourself, uh, Cody, uh, either flew in day before, the night before, and uh, for some reason, Cage's schedule didn't work out where he had to fly out that day. Yeah. Um, and the flight just it was supposed to land really close. Like, I hate booking a flight close to bell time, but he was that's supposed always, to land. That's, o- that's always risky doing that. Always risky. So, like, he was supposed to land at 4.45 p.m. The airport's, you know, roughly about 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away. It kept getting pushed back. And I, I don't think he got to the building until 9 o'clock that night. And you I guys. I think it was right before your match went out, which was the Jesus match before Christ. Inter- intermission. Yeah. And then. Intermission was cut short because I, I was over there. We'll talk about this talking to him, and luckily I thought we had, I thought we had honestly another thirty forty minutes. Okay, I thought I thought intermission was going to be twenty twenty five minutes, and and then we had two matches in front of us, and those were actually short. Mm-hmm. And uh, intermission was cut short, and you told me like I go, is that the next match? And you go, yeah, <laughs> oh, and I man. was like, holy shit! Like it was. I run a tight ship, and then I think. Uh... Oh man, I felt bad. I would have if I would have known you guys needed more time. I knew you guys needed more time. Like I was like, "Fuck, this sucks." Like he's getting. No, it's, it's like, uh, well, when, here's how I look at it. You don't need any time. You can go out there and you go out there and you could wing it, and, and and that is great. But like when other guys are like planning stuff out, mm-hmm. you want to be able. To, you want to. It's it, it's hard to to fight fire with fire when other guy if if guys are planning stuff out, you need to plan some stuff out. And, okay. and I feel like that match had high expectations. And uh, and we had to like put that together so fast as far as a format for it and like, um, but everyone seemed really really happy with it. So I, I mean, watched I, the match. The whole locker room watched the match. We we all it was a locker room sellout. We loved it. Thought it was great. The fans I've gotten nothing but positive reviews from that match. Um, everyone I, puts over the uh, conditioning. A lot of guys came up to me and goes, "That was straight conditioning." And I was like, what? Like, I don't well, that's know how the to thing. It's pretty that I think that's kind of what made it is that you saw two guys that who said this in the back? Fuck. Someone someone was saying to me that like, can you imagine being in like 1985 and like most of the guys wrestling on the show are this size? It was something like that, but they're moving like cruiserweights. Like yeah. almost like very athletic. You wouldn't expect that from two guys that were that size. Just just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I compare it, uh, so I'm big on, in a lot of guys, you just need stories. And, and I've read Bob Backlund's book, and like in storytelling, I'm telling you, that's the one thing in wrestling, you just need a story. It doesn't, the match, you don't need all this other like stuff. But I told him, I go, it, I go, it, it's just machine versus machine. I go, who's gonna like, just two guys, I go, from beginning to end, we kill each other. Um, mm-hmm. I go, we just need, cause we didn't have a lot of time to, to plan anything out more elaborate. 
And I, in my head, it was the T-1000 versus the T-100. Classic Terminator versus the new Terminator. And, uh, and like, just go out there and, like, and just, and that's the story. And then we had the finish and the crowd got it. And, like, uh, there was a lot of things, like I told you, like, I just feel out of it, not wrestling every week and whatnot. But I think everybody, uh, everybody got it, so. Yeah, and I'd like to have that match again. I thought it was, I thought you guys gelled really well. The whole show was fucking great. Yeah, um, absolutely. Starland a lot of talented thr- guys. Yeah, Starland was thrilled with it, and they're going to be running four shows a year, especially because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I have a feeling they were close to sell out, if not sold out, but they don't want to tell me because it's a you know, different deal I have with them. <laughs> they don't want to tell me how good they do, but I was that looking place, around. That place was, was jam-packed. Jam-packed. Um, I wonder how NXT did down the road that night. Uh, they were about 20 minutes away, right? Yeah, I don't know the numbers they did, but um, overall, I just, I know everyone that came there that night, it's been nothing but positive reviews, and it, it was great, and we'll have our next show April 29th. A um, little different lineup. Uh, great colleagues coming in for that one. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, he's going to... Does he wrestle on these, or how's that work? Define wrestle. Uh, you might you might see a in the, okay in the in the ring in his gear <laughs> with a bell that I right, that I don't know about gear I saw him in a in a he did a big time wrestling thing where uh, he came out in his dress shirt throws a chop beats the guy and that that's all she wrote so wait dr- did he come out in biz- business casual business casual whoa that's, yeah didn't even throw on the pants and the boots. No, nothing like that. Just one one big karate chop. But we'll we'll see what uh what he's up to. I, I don't expect more than that. I think people I mean, what what can you really I don't know if he's hurting. I mean, he's got to be I mean, giant. he's never he's never been a gazelle in the ring, let's be honest. I yeah. I love I like him a lot and I've always gotten along with him really really well. And um he uh I always thought his legs were going to break in the match at some point. Like I thought, like the old, like Bambi, <laughs> like, like, like a deer, like, yeah, 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 like a little baby, little baby, a little very a malnourished deer, a, a malnourished deal, deal, <laughs> deer. <laughs> like Bambi's the perfect example. Like I always just felt like his legs. He's just so damn big. Like I always just felt like I swear I would watch him and I love him. I just like I go, we're gonna watch his legs just snap in half one of these days. <laughs> And like his back, his back doesn't bend because it's so fucking long. Yeah. Like he, like I do being a giant would fucking suck. Like he needs to be doing like Pilates, DDP yoga. And, and I feel like he doesn't because he's, when you're that big, it's just kind of like things are there and I'm sure he has opportunities and he has money. He's always done really well for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So he does like, really so well. like what, but like, I would like to see him in good health in his later years because that body, it, you have to, the way the world is designed, it's meant for people between five foot whatever and six foot whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like Big Show and guys like him, that the world was not built for guys like that. Yeah, so he'll be on the next one. Uh, but yeah, Starland went well. And then we took it into the next night at uh, Brooklyn, which I didn't know what to expect because Starland, I mean, walking in there before doors opened, I think we're at like 450-something 400, pre-sold. Which for an independent events, um, that's something I, w- I was pretty proud of. Uh, I've had a pre-sale. I think the highest I ever had was like six or seven hundred people. But like for the most part, I normally have like two hundred, three hundred, one hundred. I've had like eighty people pre-sold. For the next night, I only had about a hundred and fifty to two hundred pre-sold. And yeah, 
maybe that uh, I don't know. I, I thought the show. I didn't think I was looking because the signing and it everything. Was lights. We had, it yeah. was light and like, and then is literally as we got to eight o'clock, people started just coming in, and the place just filled up. And like, I honestly, and I do think this is the thing. And I always told you this. Mm-hmm. Independent promotions, and if there's any any independent promoters out there listening, the best thing you could do is advertise. And, and pe- if people don't know a show exists, they can't go. And if they yeah. don't know certain performers are there, they're not going to go. Yep. Facebook, Facebook is a very valuable tool. Mm-hmm. And I will say, and I started and I got like my shit together on that because I was neglecting Facebook. And like, and you have your Facebook game down and like it is And any promoters out there. If you invest in Facebook and putting your, your events on there and boosting and promoting them in, in advance. And, and I'm doing the same for all, like two weeks before every show they're going on my boost and sure. I'll put a little money like, and it's, and nobody's doing that by the way. So if promoters book you, that's pretty, like I, I told the promoter today, I'll spend say, my own money. Like I have, yeah, you have to, it's, I was like, I, hey. I don't want people not there. It actually happened with Michael with, I'll say it, I don't care, Michael O'Brien. I was like, look, man, send the deposit because he wants to fucking start putting out advertisements. Boom. Yeah. He sent the deposit immediately. I was like, dude, like that. And that's, that's you know, smart. And that's part of the key with having my name and my brand is it makes it easier when I advertise and people see. And that, like, it, I'm the same guy. I, I'm, I worked for WWE now now I work for myself it's the same mm-hmm. brand and you're getting the same product that you would see at a WWE show except for now it's you know I'm in control I'm the boss and it's actually, a lot better I got to thank you and uh you and Cody because because of Starland I actually have a new events this summer it's in july a really big show that he's summer summer sizzler i should call it that the summer sizzler series i really hope please i love (laughs) i I love i will Uh, say that 10 times because he's like hey if i if i have an event at this it's a giant it's called freedom fest uh new jersey fair they get like twenty thousand thirty thousand people there hit the like can if i book a show can you provide these two guys i'm like absolutely so uh it's on a thursday and nobody has bookings on a Thursday. Yeah. So I'm like, who are the two guys they wanted? <laughs> you and Cody. Oh, oh okay. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, uh, totally uh, zoned out on that. You're going to say Kali and somebody else. <laughs> so it was, it was a good weekend. Great weekend. Uh, had a fun little, I actually, I was a mess for that weekend. Oh yeah. Or before we say that, I'll say that I got, I had the match too the night before and I was stressed out. I'm always stressed out at shows, but um, of rightfully so like i told you like to book yourself to wrestle that that's like i don't i, I don't see other promoters booking themselves in matches because <laughs> i'm a goddamn mark by so. the way do you always do you, you go over all the time i would imagine right i don't think i've gone over and gosh i never <laughs> win man <laughs> you were the only guy eliminated from our tag match with the hardys i, I popped for that my whole thing is uh, from the tommy dreamer train of every time i lose i actually get more over so it's kind yeah. of my uh because it shows thing. that you're a humble, a humble promoter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so my match was it was me and Matthews versus uh I never worked homicide before and moth. And uh I never took the cop killer before. That was interesting. Wait, was homicide there? Yeah, you didn't see him? No. I wrestled he wrestled them. He was in my match. <laughs> Wait, wow. hold on. Hold on. Uh I'm I'm sorry, I'm thinking of um not homicide. I'm thinking of uh, Hernandez. Oh, I don't okay. know why. I was gonna say I thought I would recognize him if I would have seen him, but yeah. No, no, no. So, um, 
And the first move of the match, and we're just doing a brawl. We're doing just crazy shit. And uh, my whole calf, I didn't drink any water that day. I didn't really stretch out. <laughs> I drank no sugar or electrolytes. My first punch, my whole left cramp, uh, calf just cramped up. Did you do legs that day or no? No, of course not. I didn't do anything that day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was just, I, it took a lot, but I got through it. It was fine. But um, not as bad as your uh, problem the next day. I don't know if you want to talk about what happened there. No, I'm an idiot. I just, uh, on the way back, I, I think it was, uh, how far was Starland from uh, that where I was at? About 30, 40 minutes? Yeah, about that. I, so I was planning when I driving back. I wanted, I was craving vitamin, vitamin water zeros that obviously have the stevia. And that's another drink out there for you guys. If you're looking for stevia, vitamin water zeros use stevia. And I, um, I was starving though. And like, I, and like Jersey, all that New York, like, it's not like here in Vegas, there's food on every corner. There's you, there's bars and grills on every corner. There's just, but like back East, like the, like the, the choices are, it just seems few and far between. But so I, I found a gas station and I just said, fuck, I just want vitamin water zero so bad. And uh, I went in and I was like, I know I'm going to be hungry if, if I just drink a shake and try to go to bed. And uh, I needed a few more calories. So I got a bag of those baked Lay's. Um, okay. I'll, I'll usually get like a bag of those on a, like after a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the baked ones though. And because they're low fat. And I got a chicken salad sandwich. And, and I know a lot of people like. Say, From a gas yeah. station. Yeah. <clears throat> Me and Vince actually had a whole. Did I ever tell you this? Huh. We. So when I went in there to talk to him about. I think it was about the singlet before when he wanted me out of the singlet. And uh, God damn it, I want you in trunks. <laughs> and uh, show off those meaty legs. Um, he, it's a big leg guy, right? Oh, he loves, legs. oh he loves a good pair of legs. <laughs> Fuck it. Didn't help me at all because of the fucking attorneys and sticking up for myself because they were assholes first. But, you know, lesson learned. Don't stick up for yourself, guys. Uh, <laughs> but have good I'm legs. I'm kidding. Yeah. Hell of a pair of legs. Uh he actually, um, we got into a whole conversation and like me and him would talk about random things. This happened multiple times where mm -hmm. we talked about once about, I think I mentioned it before his suitcase that he carries around his little luggage bag is just filled with pills. <laughs> like what? Really? Supp supplements. The supplements. Uh, okay. Yeah. I thought there were like important documents in there and shit. And, and maybe, maybe sometimes he throws like something important in there. Sure. But it's his bag of pills. And I was just like, but he has it in probably like a $10,000, you know, Louis Vuitton yeah, bag or yeah. something. Or something maybe specially VKM custom leather made, mm -hmm. you know, for him. And he, uh, we like multiple things talking about that and like weights before and like talking about backs. It, it was just so, so many, just whatever. And, but like one time we got to talking about gas station uh, sandwiches and he was like huh, me and Hunter always joke about gas station sandwiches ah such shit just like he was so offended by the gas station sandwich and, and I think subconsciously I knew that would piss him off so I so I was like I looked it was in a very nice display like okay. it was in so this must have been quick check was a quick check you went to I don't I don't know I, okay. I don't know that um but the it was like you had to open up the the refrigerated little display. Sure. And but there were only two choices: chicken salad sandwiches uh -huh. and 
and ham salad sandwiches. Oof. And I've, I've never seen ham salad yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> and uh, I go, oh, that sounds like a really fucking bad choice. But I wish I would have taken that now mm. because the chicken salad um, sandwich, it tasted totally fine, by the way. Okay. No problem. But I, I get in my car. I eat everything. I drink one of the vitamin water zeros. I'm feeling good. I get back to my hotel. I have my shake. I get ready for bed. And as you know, and we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but I have sleep apnea. Yeah. And it's something I'll tell you, we'll talk about this on another level. But I think if you guys, anybody who has suspicions that them or a loved one may have sleep apnea, go to a sleep center, set up an appointment and go see a doctor, uh, stay overnight for three or four hours and get monitored um, mm. for, because it's a very, very serious thing. And it has changed my life totally the last, you know, probably three and a half, four years that I've been on it. And it, uh, I, so you I have had, the, you have the machine, right? The yeah, C, the, the, I CPAP. Have, I, the CPAP, uh, and, and I wear it uh, when I go to bed and I, it is, I, I hated it at first. And because it, essentially when you go to sleep, I would stop breathing for little brief periods during sleep. And, and this thing keeps your airway open with the, with the, uh, with the, with the air the continuous air. And, uh, so when I put that on to go to bed at night, I kind of like to just, I, I put that on, I put my headphones on mm-hmm. and I throw my meditation on and I go to bed and uh, I have a whole routine. And so like I lie down and I had it on and I didn't feel great. And I knew right away, like when you're on the road in wrestling, I've had food poisoning quite a few times the last several years, but okay. I always would wake up in my sleep and go throw up and I'd be totally fine. Okay. Um, but I think that was from, because on the road, you know, you can't like, there's something that when you're on the road working four or five days a week, you kind of harden up to that lifestyle Sure. where you can't like, you, and don't get me wrong, things still happen, but I, I just kind of gotten immune to getting sick and like where my body would recognize something foreign and like throw it up. Well, it recognized it again early on. And I was so fucking tired. And I said, <laughs> oh, no. I go, I'll wake up. I'll wake up and throw up. I'll be fine. Well, I fell asleep. I didn't wake up for like three or four hours. And I digested <laughs> the fucking chicken salad sandwich. And God damn it. I, I, it, it was the worst night of my life. I, I couldn't stop shitting. I shit probably 12 to 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like just a little i'm talking like losing body fluids up yeah. the fuck the yin yang like it is was i i probably lost 12 pounds that <laughs> night like i kid you not i i couldn't no i remember the messages you're like dude i don't know what the fuck is going on and then you said something about your sheets yeah th- thank you i <laughs> <laughs> i shit so badly, I went through two different pairs of boxers and shorts that <laughs> night. Luckily, I always bring a few pairs of shorts and workout pants with me. I so I was falling asleep, but it was just coming out on its own because, like, I had the gas, but like, I'd fall asleep. And then on one of them, I had a dream that I was in the shower. Like, this is what I told you. This is probably the best one. And, like, guys, if you don't, you. I, like I can't believe he talks about this. Like I'm a fucking human being, like everybody else. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I, I. I will always shoot you guys straight. I have no problems talking about my personal life or anything like that. Like I don't care. So I. 
had a dream while this while I'm fucking dying in my in my sleep with my sleep apnea mask on that I was in the shower. And it was such a <laughs> it was such a liberating free dream, Pat. Yeah, I yeah. was in the shower, water's flowing, a nice hot shower, but I was sick in my dream too. Okay, and and so. I had to, like in my dream, I was like, oh no. So I, I, I'm thinking in my dream, I'm in the shower. It, I just got to let it out. So mm-hmm. I shit in the shower, or so I thought I was in the shower um, a lot. And, uh, and then I woke up. And oh. yeah. And I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. I, now, don't, at this point, I already went through one pair of shorts, one pair of uh, boxers, and one pair of pants. Um, and that was minimal. Though it was just enough to wear, like, fuck. And I had to, like, take them off and I threw them out. And I, like, because I'm not going to even put them in my bag. And, like, I don't even want to, like, de- yeah. I, had a la- I have a laundry bag. But, like, I just, whoever cleaned that hotel, I'm sorry. I, uh, this time, though, this was, like, level 10. And I go, God. And then I, like, I turn the lights on. And I, I, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> I, I'm sick. I don't, I can't bear, I can barely walk. I, I like I don't know what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and I look at the sheets and I sent you a picture of just three huge stains <laughs> of shit stains on the bed. They were like a like, greenish color, had a greenish yeah. hue. Well, I was fucking sick, Pat. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I, it was, I I was contr- like they're, they're like bright green. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wish my shit was brown right now. It, it, at that point, <laughs> the color of it is completely irrelevant, and I uh, so I took them off. And I laid the other, the quilt down and everything. And I went back to bed and I wake up in the morning and like, I wanted to get up and go eat and go work out. I woke mm-hmm. up at like eight, eight or nine something. And I couldn't move. I had like, and this is, I'd gone to the bathroom probably 12 times, 14 times, whatever. Like just, Ugh. I was so dehydrated and so weak. I was a malnourished kitten just lying, lying, lying in bed. And I, all I wanted to do was go shower. And like, I was mm-hmm. like, I just got to get in the shower, just get in the shower and like clean off and get changed, go get Pepto-Bismo, let that sit in and then go get food. I need food so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to get up out of bed, to go from the getting out of bed to getting ready. And then I got, I went and got Pepto-Bismo at a gas station. And then I sat, but I sat in the car for 20 minutes before I even went in the gas station I, I just couldn't, like, I was just so tired. I wanted, like, I'm lying there, like, wanting to fall asleep. And, like, but I was like, I can't keep sleeping. I need to get food into my body. I've lost so much fluid. Yeah. I picked up a couple of vitamin water zeros. Then I went to Applebee's, sat in the parking lot for, like, 25 minutes there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I went and had soup and a chicken quesadilla. And I was, like, sick to my stomach. And I just sat in there. Like, I just, like, I was like, thank God I didn't have to wrestle that night. It was. Oh, man, Yeah. That would have been brutal. But like anyone who came to that signing in Brooklyn, I was finally coming around, but I was, I felt like shit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You seemed okay, but I, I felt really, so here's what happened too. I was a little stressed out because I was like, ah, you know, this show 200 pre-sold, the building is only a 500 seat capacity and uh, it seemed like a little bit light. And then I don't know what, ha- around seven thirty, eight o'clock when the signing was ended, ending, People were coming in by the droves, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" And uh, and I I was less busy. I didn't have to wrestle that night, so I'm helping out with the ticket booth, making sure everyone's situated, kind of walking around. And then um, we we were sold out. And then I, I felt terrible because you you were sick, 
And I my was voice like, was really shitty. My voice is ever since I wrestled as infrequently, but I've always had voice issues from screaming. Feed me more like an asshole. But, but I, I re- go ahead. I remember seeing you, and you're like, you know, I'm going to take off. I'm like, cool. But I'm like, ah, fuck. I really hope these people don't go. Because Jake the Snake was ready to go. He he did a little seminar with my guys. He taught them, which was a crazy day. Um, that, and he, oh, Kevin, by the way, showed me the video. <laughs> we won't, and for all the for the sake of of everything, we won't talk about it. I guess. No, but, no, no. But, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. So so Jake Jake Roberts taught a seminar with my guys, and I got to say, for the first part, the first hour, he was awesome. He actually really? said like. He said like three or four things that I that I've I learned three or four things from the hour. I was like, what, holy if shit! If you don't mind me asking before yeah. you talk, what did he say? Would you mind sharing that with everybody? Sure. Uh, he has he has a big thing with you know guys have their different style of locking up, and he's a big fan of when you lock up to cup your hands to smack the guy's trap and bicep loudly because he yeah. needs that he needs that thud, and he will only accept that as a lockup. He doesn't care how aggressive it looks. Um, he hates when you put the hand like a collar and elbow tie up behind the head. He prefers it on the trap. I don't like that. I like behind the head, but that everyone's well, different. I will say, and, and that is great advice, but, but you have different. I think in today's day and age, most wrestlers are, are totally cool with that. Mm-hmm. I know like when you're like training with like certain people coming up, there's certain things that, that teach you to lock up a light, but look like you're aggressive. But yeah. Sound is a huge thing in wrestling. That's why I like I hate backbreakers. Backbreakers don't make noise. And okay. I don't that good point. Yeah, yeah. I I would rather take a guy and slam him to the mat any day of the week because I get the noise out of it where the backbreaker gets or anything anything on your knee. And guys I get guys like trying like trying to be different. But ask you watch any match and Chris Hero. Chris Hero throws awesome forearms, right? Mm-hmm. Or they, it's a noise. Yeah. It's a noise. It, it helps Young Bucks people. with the super kick. It's the same, like... <clears throat> it helps people connect with the fake fighting a little more, if that makes yeah. sense. Whereas a backbreaker, it could hurt fucking 10 times worse. And it's way harder on your body doing something and dropping a guy on your knee and like then just letting him go on the mat. And I've always said, I've always... It never gets the reaction that it should, even if it looks devastating. I was like, oh, I'd rather drop a guy on the mat any day of the week. That makes a lot of sense. I never, yeah. no, I never thought of it that way. So he yeah, was really I might, good with stuff I like might that. be, I might be dumb as fuck, Pat, but I, I have a few good ideas with wrestling. <laughs> Creator Pro Las Vegas opening up very soon, hopefully. Birthday um, parties only. Birthday parties only. Holy right. shit! The bir- birthday party oh. feedback through the roof, man. I, by the way, and we're, we're going to continue talking about this. Wade Barrett texts me <laughs> or messaged me. Stu Bennett these days, good buddy of the big guys. And and that was his favorite thing. He was like, that would be the one thing he said that would get him to put the pair of trunks back on, because you know wrestling has left a very sour taste in his mouth. Yeah. Also, he could be, because he's the fucking man, and anybody yeah. he is, the guy was over. He's been over multiple times in his career. Fucking, he had one of the best bodies, if not the best abs in yeah, WWE history, and, and 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 they completely fucked him over time and time again, and um. And me and him have always been very, very close and talked. And he's a smart guy, and he has so much going on. And and I'm so proud of him for everything. And but he was just saying the birthday parties are the one thing <laughs> that would get him to put a pair of trunks back on again. So if you're a promoter out there and you want to book <laughs> Ryback versus Wade Barrett for birthday parties, we're fucking down for it. I did politics. <laughs> I, I sent a message. I said because I put up the picture that I found on my phone of me being Pat Cena with the kids in the crowd. And I said, anytime, I love that. 
anytime you're ready, man, I'm like, you can come back and work Pat Cena, but Pat Cena doesn't lose. And Wade was like, I just have to think of a inch of a different as crazy character to fight Pat Cena. So he's, he's on board. I'm supposed to see him Monday actually in the city. I didn't even think about that wrestling. He would have to be, he can't be Wade Barrett, right? No, he no way. He's got to be something else. Put a mask on him. I don't know. Put a, what about bad news? Do they own the whole like bad news Barrett thing or like, Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? There's a way around that. Start filing those trademarks. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, those birthday parties, I'm telling you, I, and oh, I know I, booked, I have, two or three of them are, have been booked since the last episode. I swear to God, I got about five emails, and I think I've yeah. booked two to three of them, which are which are great. So, what days do those usually run on? I'm Sun, I, I, I joke. Okay, I joke about this a lot. I'm very very interested <laughs> you, in birthday okay, parties. Okay. I, I kid you because here's how I'm looking at this. Sure. And you're my buddy, but you're my manager also. Yeah. This isn't this isn't a normal appearance feed in my mind. No. Okay. And because like it's a kid's birthday party, so it's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but piggybacking my booking on the weekend into a birthday party sounds like really a cool thing to me. I can make um, that happen. Hundred percent. I, I I want you to start putting this out there in people's heads for in like because I feel like having the big guy Ryback at a birthday party. I want this solely. One, because it will make kids happy. Yeah. 100% kids are going to love it. But two, it makes a hell of a chapter for my autobiography. And uh, <laughs> I, I think I would, li- I, would like to, I would like to experience kids' birthday parties during this part of my career. All right. I, I can make that happen. I got a lot coming up. I have one next weekend, I believe. But uh, I'll, I'll figure out a way if there's an off sun- If you're up here for a Friday, Saturday. Sunday's the best day. Sunday morning. Here's the routine too. Uh, excuse me, the routine I also do. So I get all the pizza ready. I, I call that once the party starts setting up. For the parents, I got to get them the old Dunkin' Donuts coffee thing, so they're highly uh, so they're caffeinated and can put up with the kids. But Sunday oh, morning, yeah. Sunday morning is a big birthday party day. I wish I could have two a day, but uh, I the only thing I request is when I am booked on these birthday parties is I get the hero dad spot. Of course. The dad, <laughs> the, the, I, the shine has to be on the big guy Ryback for these birthday parties. Um, unless a, a dad is cool enough with doing a, a, you know, a double shell shock side by side that I'm cool with. But, uh, you know, who did work the birthday party? We have, we had one person, uh, Hawkins would do them before for a while and I would do them uh, too, but like, what a disappointment. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm kidding, Kurt. One time I'm wrestling and this dad goes, Hey, by the way, uh, I booked Nikolai Volkov. I'm like, what? He goes, Nikolai Volkov's coming to the party. I go, oh, okay, that's cool. So right after the first match, uh, I look out and Nikolai Volkov is in the fucking crowd with his full Russian attire. And I'm like, all right. And they said, yeah, he's going to like do the Russian anthem with the kid the way he used to like sing with the Sheik. Do you remember that? He's just yeah, do the yeah. whole like, and he did it. And I'm like, I don't know why the kid would like this, but okay. And then the main event happens right before the main event where it's supposed to be. It normally goes with your lead baby face versus your your main heel. And then all the heels come out and start beating up the baby face. And then uh, this is where I want the for the, the big guy Ryback spot. Pat right here. Cena, where you're wrestling and all the heels <laughs> come out. Cue the music. Fucking feed me more. Here I come. Power bombs around the horn. Fucking save <laughs> you. Feed me more. Feed me more. 
feed me cake, feed me cake, <laughs> feed me cake, right into the fucking birthday cake. We all go home happy. <laughs> and uh, so, that, so that spot, um, um, and most of the time I am getting beat up. And then the baby faces get, make the save. Uh, but we get, before that starts, the dad goes, hey, Nikolai wants to wrestle. I go, okay. I go, he That's can be the old, the old worker mentality. Put him around a ring and uh He's in fucking sandals with socks on and uh, his, his full red he I don't know how old he is, 60, 70. And he's, uh no, an old man. He's an old man. Yeah. he and he worked the match. It was four and four, and he was one of the baby faces. He cranked the arm, he gave a couple elbows, maybe a headlock, and uh so Take Nikolai, any bumps? No bumps, no bumps. Oh, there. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh but he uh cheered on okay. from the apron and Nikolai Volkov uh was a participant in the Creator Pro birthday parties at creatorprowrestling.com. If you want to book yours in a Long Island area or New York, we can make that happen. I think we need to, we need, I'm okay doing this on air. You need to add a Ryback feature. Would you like to add the big guy Ryback to your birthday party? And then we have to have a set fee on their extra where I'm, I'm an addition to that, where it is, where it is feasible because obviously it's birthday parties, but I honestly, it's not going to be cheap, but it's not going to be. We're not. It's because you know it's especially it's a luxury it item. Has to be, has to be a single up, mom. It, Any single it, struggling mom. As I skip Sheffield's famous line: "Choosy moms choose Jeff. Easy moms choose Skippy." That was always uh, the classic line of Skip Sheffield. Um, holy shit! I forgot I had shirts made with all that. Actually, story of my life. Um, so what else? What else did Jake the Snake say? Okay, so Jake... Hard uh, lockups, cupping. Uh, I like that because if you lock up behind the neck, you could hurt a guy's neck. I like the trap. I'm cool with that. I like the trap and then slide to the back of the neck. Yep, that's 100%. So uh, his other thing was running the ropes, taking big steps. He's like, watch me run the... He ran the ropes with like baby steps and then... Which I kind of knew already. Like, obviously, everyone kind of knows. Wait, like, did he... Uh, I, I will say, though, those old timers hit the ropes fucking aggressively. Oh, and he was a big fan of like hitting the ropes with uh not like he, a pussy. Well, no, he would uh he's like all you guys fucking hit the ropes with your back, you're going to break your neck. The rope's going to break, you're going to break yep. your neck. He's like you hit your ropes on your side, which is like an old-timer thing like. That happened to Mark Henry down in developmental by the way at OVW once. Did it? At, uh yeah, when he was down there, they broke, but he was all right. But uh I remember he fell out of the ring, I believe. I think he was it had to have been Mark Henry. I was okay. there for him. It was it was insane, but uh, it's, dude, people don't think about that with ropes. It, it's a very realistic thing that could happen. Oh sure, especially with ropes, and even the ropes I use, they're cables, like kind of like WCW was, like they're steel cables with garden hose over it, literally rubber garden hose. And uh, I've had that happen on several occasions. I've had the bottom rope break multiple times. Uh, Ricochet and Tony Nice broke it last time. Uh, one of my students, who's a lighter guy, CPA, hit the ropes. It broke. He flipped over, hit his head on the canvas, uh, not canvas, on the on the floor, and he had a brain bleed. It was bad. Holy I thought he, shit. I thought he was going to die. Like, it, it was, he, he hit it so hard. I was like, he's dead. Like, yeah, that's it. Your whole weight is going down when you're, you're expecting to get ricocheted off the ropes and, and mm-hmm. have that, you know, and then you just go straight down. Man, that, it, it's... It's scary. I've seen it happen. It's scary watching it happen. Yeah. And um, so you have no control because you go head over feet and then you're probably going head over feet a second time because of yeah. momentum. I've always said I wanted actually with that match with Brian Cage, 
he did the dive that I want to start doing, just the, the, the running front flip over the top rope. Okay. Because um, I could do front flips really easily. And like, but I just have, but I always, in the back of my head, I feel like, what if I get my head caught in the ropes and I just snap my <laughs> neck on the way down? The old, that just, just die right there. Just like, uh, but obviously I would grab the ropes to do it. But, um, and I always picture that's the way I'm going to go out. <laughs> uh, and then somebody, my creator pro ring actually has only has two ropes on it right now. Cause literally two weeks ago, one of our older students named Wally, God bless him. He's great. He's like, he's in his forties. He hit the rope. It snapped, flipped over and wait, he's, he's 40 he's, years old in wrestling school. Absolutely. I got a 55 year old. I got a 55 year old guy. You met this, uh, you met this weekend. It was pumping up next to you and cage. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but basically, Jake, right. that was all Jake's thing was like the rope stuff. And he showed how to kind of like how he'd maneuver his body to appear taller. And, but anyway, like, so he was really into it the first hour. Yeah. And then come hour number two, maybe not as Jake has to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Jake is completely clean, completely yeah. coherent. Like, he looks, he would feel way better if he quit smoking, by the way. I think that's just his thing, man. Like he looked great, though. He physically, compared to like what we've seen him before, I thought he looked incredible. Like, well, his yeah, hair compared looked good. to what he looked at, he would look even better if he quit smoking. I wish he would because that so, shit just is killing him. So he, you know, he had to kind of take breaks, and then towards the end, you can tell he's getting a little restless. And Kevin filmed him, <laughs> like while he had guys wrestling, and Jake's like stretching on the outside, like just walking around, like not really paying attention. Yeah, so, the matches. That's the video I saw. I was like. I'm glad he was that it went well the first hour because I saw that video. I was like, oh, man, I felt bad for the people like just seeing that little one. But I'm glad it obviously went a lot better the first hour. And he got some like, again, if you got one <clears throat> and anybody paying for a seminar, if you get one piece of valuable advice out of that, which obviously sounds like there were multiple pieces. Yeah, then, like it, it's worth it. That's how you get. That's like when people like you sign up for like a real estate seminar or a business seminar. There's a Tony Robbins thing here in August and it's expensive, but like that's how you, you pay for that stuff and you learn and yep. like you might get one thing out of it and, uh, and it could change your life. There was actually a review on my book on Amazon and the guy left me four stars. So thank you. But he was like, and he was like a lot of good advice. A lot of it I already knew. Uh, I thought 10% of the book was wasted about colors, um, which colors, I talk about colors and the importance of color and, and I, I break down and, and from each color and kind of their meaning and everything, because colors are very important to me and they, they control mood, but I feel like the guy just skipped over all of it. Like he didn't give a shit about it. I'm like, well, there you go. If you would have read about colors, maybe you would have learned something. Shit. I want to read about (laughs) color colors now. All right. That I talk like, that's like a huge reason. I'm like on my singlets, everything I did was strategically, there was always a reason for the coloring that I used on everything. And, uh, and because I remember as a kid on the colors that I liked and that intrigued me. And, and so you just, all that stuff plays a part, but, um, yeah, colors are very important, but like, it's worth going to seminars to get one piece of advice here and there adds up over time. It could change your life. So. Yeah, um, I agree. So, because I felt bad too at first. I'm like, no, the first hour was really good and I learned a couple things. And, you know, they're my guys. And if I learned them, then I'm sure they they were. I would actually enjoy doing seminars. I really, I I, I would would really enjoy it. You have one coming up in Germany. You know that. Oh, do I? 
No. Yeah, April 22nd, you'll be uh, uh, taking part in a seminar over there. Is Alex Wright going to be my translator? I, I, I hope so. Das no, he, Wonder he's, got a, he's got a wrestling yeah. school, which I didn't know his dad. I didn't put together. I didn't know his dad was Stephen Wright. I'm an idiot. And I was watching matches of his dad, who was yeah. a hell of a technical wrestler in, in England. I've been watching a lot of old school matches like back in uh, Slaughter, Backlund, Snuka from his book. Like, okay. man, these are, I love finding new matches that I haven't searched for before. And the pacing on them is totally different than today's pacing. But like the storytelling is, is on point. And uh, I, I, I'm reading Backlund's book. I liked, I've always liked him a lot. I like him even more after reading his book. Like it's the man is a, a fucking machine. And uh, he even talks about it in his book. And uh, with Vince Sr. And then, like, a lot of the boys didn't trust Vince Jr. Okay. Like, I just thought that was fucking (laughs) cheese. Like, like, before Vince had any, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, none of the the old-timers really fucking trusted him. I was just like, wow. Like, that's, what a fucking, I wish I could go back in time and just fucking be a fly on the wall for all of that, for a lot of that stuff. And just see Vince Jr. walking around like a fucking mark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think right now is a good time to take a break and then yeah. we can come back and uh, we'll talk about our new sponsor alright perfect do you love having a nice cold soda but don't want the empty calories or artificial sweeteners such as aspartame and sucralose destroying your health and making you feel like a walking zombie well with Zevia you can have your soda and drink it too without worrying about harmful ingredients or calories because there aren't any Zevia has zero artificial ingredients and uses the all-natural sweetener, Stevia, the miracle plant that provides 200 times the sweetness of sugar with zero calories and no impact on your blood sugar levels. On top of that, Zevia has no nasty caramel coloring and is completely non-GMO project verified. The end result is a delicious and safe way to enjoy your soda without the bad stuff. Zevia offers 14 different flavors of soda, four flavors of sparkling water, and three delicious energy drinks. It's the clean pop that you and your family will crave. Want to try Zevia for yourself? You're in luck because Zevia is offering listeners of Conversation with the Big Guy free, that's right, free six packs to try Zevia for yourself. If you live in the United States or Canada, all you have to do is go to www zevia.com slash podcast and sign up and get a free six pack in the mail you'll love it so what are you waiting for go to www.zevia.com slash podcast today and find zevia in a store near you and we're back all right we're back glasses fill again let's uh what were what were we discussing on on this episode? I was just, how about that? Having Zevia on board. I think that's a, a big acquisition for us and uh, something I'm very proud of. I mean, for a while, <clears throat> I mean, you deserve all the credit because you got me aboard the Zevia train. Uh, I don't drink anything but that, uh, which is kind of crazy because I was a diet soda junkie. And now they're sponsoring this show, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, you have the little live read in there but do we explain that at all how that works i think first of all i should say thank you to our listeners because it's because of their social media feedback and a lot of them trying that 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 got zevia's attention 
and was able to help make this, you know, become a possibility of getting Zevia on board. And that's been one of my things from the beginning <clears throat> that I want, I want, I want to promote things that I, I truly love and enjoy and use. And Zevia, like the other day when Buffalo Wild Wings was on our show, the read for, for, for the, the ad for Buffalo Wild Wings, mm-hmm. it made me happy because I legitimately love, and when I say love, I capital letters love Buffalo Wild Wings. And so things like that and products and things that I use that, that can help people mm-hmm. that get off regular diet soda and that shit diet soda and aspartame and sucralose, like I am, thank you, Zevia. Thank you for everybody out there. And uh, just the beginning of our partnership, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. Um, we're also going to talk about, we have the reviews that we need to get into or the... Oh, yeah. We had, we uh, picked one review and you had we had issues last week because we had, we had a lot of imposters trying to and I told you this this was going to be a problem I got a lot of emails I have not I cannot decipher I have a lot of emails from people saying they were the winner and there's no way to decipher who's telling the truth and who's not that I, as far as I know I, I I don't know and it was I had a feeling that was going to happen so we have to be and I'll you know I'll take the blame and. For we have to pick better, we have to pick a clear cut winner that we know that is them, and um, and they have to they have to prove people, it too. I think. Yeah, people are a lot. It sucks if people are dishonest and try to take advantage of situations, but it's what what do you expect? So it's, um, but nonetheless, I think we move on and we we just do a better job picking somebody. Uh, yeah. this week. So we're at 145 reviews. Thanks, guys. Uh, one came in from. Uh, I'll let you decide which one's the winner. The review said, "Give me, give me, the, give me the three your three top ones, and I'll pick." Okay. One said, "You guys rock." From No More Dre Day. Been listening since the beginning and love the show. It makes every Monday so much better for me. Come to like you guys so much that w- if we were in jail together, I would have your back in the shower. That's one. Fuck of them. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's deep. Uh, oh wait, that sounded really wrong, bad. Actually, does it? <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh wait, that's last week. Let me click back. Top notch. Ah, here's one, and the uh, the comments is I had sex with a black girl from okay. from from Dirty STL. Conversation with the big guy is one of my favorite podcasts. It truly helps me through my dreaded Monday mornings at work. I've been listening since the beginning but felt compelled to write this review after hearing Ryback disproving the old adage of once you go black, you never go back, LOL. Don't give up, big guy, and keep up the great work, you guys. Once you go Ryback, you never go black. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> That's the new catchphrase, buddy. Um, and number three, uh, the topic was, or the, the, the comment was, four out of ten from Bret Hart. Uh, the guys, <laughs> you know, Bret Hart, when he's not impressed, he gives four out of 10. You ever heard about that before? No, no. that's like a whole online. I, it would take a, I forget what it was and people were going to get so mad, but he wasn't impressed with something and he gave it a four out of 10 and people have ran wild with that. They give everything four out of 10. What is, what was the match? Was it a match? Or? I, I don't remember. Fuck. I should Google right now and figure that what he that doesn't is. like Hunter, Hunter that much. I know it had to have been selling with Hunter. <laughs> I, people are probably really mad that I don't know what that. I don't remember what it is, but this is from the King of Mark style. Billy 69, 69, 79, 89. 
figured I would go ahead and leave a review. Currently shitting at work, and I don't feel like going back. The whimsical <laughs> tales of one Sir Pat Buck and the night Ryback Reeves will leave you dying for the next segment. Listen to their journeys every Monday on the podcast app. So those are your three. Which one would you like to uh, pick as the winner of this week? I like, I like, I, I'm a big fan of Bret Hart. So anybody okay. with a Bret Hart reference is uh, the winner. So four to 10 Bret Hart, King week. of Mark style on Twitter. Billy six, nine, six, nine, seven, nine, eight, nine. You are the winner. Prove that it's you. And, uh, you'll get some picture, picture waist down. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you're the it's winner this week. The only way you can prove that you're fucking real. Keep it up, guys. I also, there's been a lot of them that came in. Sorry, I'd read them all, but I, I read them all. And if you want to ever talk to me on Twitter, I will reply to you. You guys get great feedback. And these reviews are super important to us. You guys are awesome. And uh, No, thank thank you guys very much. We do appreciate it. And uh, who what King of Mark style, right? King of Mark style. That's what he put. Free supplement of your choice and a Feed Me More Nutrition Shaker bottle this week. Okay. So, uh, what are you drinking tonight? What's, uh, I told you, I think it's important every week was, you know, we're going to have the quote, I'm going to have, I have a quote of the week this week, a fitness tip of the week and to talk about a little more. Wow. You're a prepared Patty. (laughs) (laughs) We, I, I really feel bad because there's, I don't think people, I was telling you, like I, 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 I'm doing so much right now and I love wrestling so much and I want to like. But I just have so much going on in my life, and I'm like, I, I just, it's a lot. But it's, uh, I, I won't, we got to put even, I think, more focus on this show. Because I, I think we as do. good as it is, and like, I, I think we could really, um, we could do a lot more with this. And and I don't want it to be about all wrestling, and I want I love helping people. And, um, and I have the email, and a lot of people reach out, and I do my best to get back to, as many as I can. I was shocked. But I told you. Yeah, I was shocked yeah. with like, because um, originally you said you wanted to be more about wrestling. And I, I, I do too. But at the same time, I was kind of shocked with people writing and really caring about the small little fitness things thrown in there. And the whole workout hey, stuff. And all these little things. They, they actually, I was like, holy crap. People really do want to hear about that stuff. We need to talk about it a lot more. And we're going to this weekend. Um, we got some fan questions. And, and I'm going to do my best to try to help educate people on my mindset and what has helped me. And you don't have to, it's just what has worked for me and uh, the mindset, the feed me more mindset. And it really has um, done me a lot, of, a lot of good. And, uh, and if it can, you could take it and shape it and mold it into, to whatever you want to, to fit your life, then great. <clears throat> because to me that it's a lot more rewarding helping people on that end than anything wrestling and wrestling is great entertainment. Like I love it. And, um, but changing someone's life for the better is, um, you, you can't match that. But we were talking about red wines earlier and I yeah. said every week we should, we should do a new red wine. So like the weekend review for red wines, like on my end this week, I went with uncensored by uh, geyser peak okay. winery winery. And it's a, a red blend, 2011 California red blend. And it's not bad. Okay. <clears throat> it's uh Lighter? It's a little taste. strong. A, a little strong. Okay. Um, and they always say don't buy a, a, you know, a red wine based on the label. And, uh, but I, I figured with last week being censored 
that hmm. doing uncensored this week was the only fucking way to go. Wow. So uh, not a bad red wine for the week. Have you been to a winery before? I think you'd like those. Those are awesome, man. I, I would love, honestly, to go on a date to one of those. Well, get yourself a lady. Come out to here and we'll uh, lower Think it. about that. What about a better way? Because, like, the girl doesn't have to, like, she might just get drunk on, you know. There's it's no, perfect. like. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're all out here. We go out to Long Island. Oops. And uh, you sit there, you go there sober, and you normally got to try about six different wines. So you start yeah. with your white, and you progressively get darker, and then you find the one that you like out of those six, and then you got to drink a whole glass or two of it. And, by the, and then you go to another winery and do the same thing. It's, it's the I best. would bring a flask with my big guy, <laughs> uh, big guy flask, just to be safe. But uh, it's kind of sneak a little to the girl, too. But yeah, so uh, I'm drinking a thing called, uh, it's called Frey, F-R-E-Y, and uh, it's a uh, Petite Syrah. It's uh, an organic wine with no sulfates. I've been trying that You're out. You're doing the, the, or, the organic thing again. Yeah, I found uh, there's a whole section in the wine store nearby, and uh, I'm going to go through the organic bottles because it just, I don't know, I, I get horrible hangovers, and I want to try this out to see if there's a difference. There wasn't last week. I still was pretty tired the next day. but uh, Really? Yeah. I, it hits me hard, I noticed man. no difference. Wow. I wake up like anything. I, I just don't, like, when I do red wine now, unless, like, I did, uh, you know, an extraordinary amount, but, like, usually for a podcast. Like the night, I, I like the think, night before my wedding? <laughs> oh, where you mean where then I then went out with uh, Chrissy. You never said this story, yeah. <clears throat> no, a girl that I had met, I went out with. Let me set, I'm sorry, I got to set the scene. So, yeah, okay. you're in town. Uh, I got married last August. Uh, I had had my my surgery. I hadn't I hadn't returned wrestling. I lost a little bit of weight. I'd had my nose and ear surgery. And you're like, I'm, yeah, you were concerned about that. I'm like, you're gonna be fine. You're bigger than everybody at the wedding. I think you'll be. Fine. I was very very conscious because I had I was thinner because I went to Rusev's wedding before. That's right. And Miz and everybody, it's me with the Hawaiian shirt on and like. I remember Miz and like Miz goes, man, your face, I've never seen it so thin. Uh, like Miz, Miz, Miz is an asshole and he doesn't care. Like he doesn't care if you just had, I just had ear and nose surgery. You fucking idiot. Mm. Like <clears throat> I haven't been able to work out for six weeks and like, I'm not eating them out. Like in like, but he's, he was the only guy, everybody else. Oh, you look great. I don't care. Fucking lie to me. <laughs> like, you know, like, Fuck, you look like the fucking big guy, huh? And like, but, but, but Miz, oh my God, you look so frail. I feel like I could beat you up right now. And like, Miz, I could be fucking 180 pounds with AIDS on my last day, and that will never fucking happen. God. But go ahead. So, uh, so you came in, actually, you came in an extra day early, and we recorded the first couple episodes of this podcast. To, to work out. So, yeah. And then, uh, so the next day was my rehearsal dinner. And um, you were there. The whole bridal party party's there, which is quite a bit of wrestlers. And then um, yeah. we go back to the hotel after, and you know we we, we drank. I was fucking hammered at that the the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, but I I was pissed by the way because there was they got me chicken though and uh, grilled chicken and like I think I I had something else. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was like pizza and like breaded wings, and I'm watching everybody just like cave in, like just dive in and i was like holy shit like <laughs> i knew i was drinking I, if i would have ate that i would have woke up skinny fat the next morning and uh 
But I remember we got back to the hotel and you're drinking a lot. I went to bed early. I had a big day the next day, but I don't think you're, 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 yeah, you're you're getting married. Yeah. I don't think you went to bed though. (laughs) No, I, uh, I drank all night with you guys. And then once, so here's the deal. I kind of turn into Frank the tank once I get going. (laughs) So like, I'm much more, you know, obviously responsible in my, my later years yeah. and I'm 35 now. And, but I do red wine because it, it keeps me under control, but I had so much red wine that night and it was my first night out. Like I'm a loner. We've talked about this. Sure. Like, I love being alone and like, and whatnot. I travel alone. It's just my thing. I'm just a loner. And, uh, but I love being around people and like, it felt like, you know, I'd come out of the cage for the night mm-hmm. and, uh, it was a night to have fun. And that when that red wine starts, I could put down, you know, I could put down a lot of liquor. I could, I got a cool story. I remember with drinking Cena. Everyone always talks about how much Cena could drink. Yeah. And uh, well, I'll tell you this story right after this. I, I could drink a lot of liquor. <clears throat> and I, I drank a lot of red wine this night. And when everybody went to the bar afterwards at the hotel and the bartender <laughs> knew who I was. So he wasn't charging me for the red wine. Meanwhile, so I, none of us yeah. could get a fucking drink. I'm like, hey, man, everyone's here. I'm, this, I'm the groom. Can I get a refill? And like totally just fucking Mark for life in his eyes, just pouring this you guy, wine. But this, by the way, uh, a black gentleman, I, and this is actually an ongoing rib with me and Curtis Axel. Black people love the big guy. And I don't know why <laughs> that is. I, I cannot tell you. This was after like. We were well into the Rybaxel phase, mm-hmm. and like I was not undefeated by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But Curtis, I would always tell Curtis, I go, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if our black fan base watch every week or just choose to remember me the way they want to remember me. Okay. But they don't. I go, I get people, I go, I, on the road, this was every week, and Curtis would hear the story every week. And I would like, they think I'm undefeated. And like I can't, like there would be you know workers at the arenas and they go motherfucking ride back undefeated and like I just got beat by the Usos that night with Curtis Axel and like <laughs> fucking for a month straight and then we're putting over Goldust and fucking fucking Stardust for two months straight and like motherfucking ride back in the house <laughs> and like hotels and like my man ride back undefucking feeded I this happened so many times okay and I like Curtis thought it was the greatest thing in the world and then finally one day we were leaving the arena and he witnessed it in person an entire staff of men and women and they just like man that's Ryback undefeated and I fucking <laughs> I kid you not it is one of the funniest things of my like and and this guy was a black gentleman, mm-hmm. and he was and he loved himself some Ryback. And and who am I to ruin the fucking you know? I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. And uh, in his mind, I'm undefeated. And fuck yeah, I'm undefeated. So I drank a lot of red wine that night. <laughs> uh, sorry. But yeah, I so I I met a lovely lady friend. Um, who came and picked me up and drove me to another bar in which... Is a longtime friend or is this a new stranger? <clears throat> a stranger. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I didn't have sex with her or anything that night. She was actually... And she's actually 
buys Feed Me More Nutrition. She's a great girl. Really? And uh, yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, she messages me and, uh, you know, she was on her best behavior that night, but she, um, damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, took me out and the bar we went to, I don't know where it was, but they were all Ryback fans. Every drink we had was for free that night. They literally let me, and I can't, Pat, Pat I can't make this no, up. No, I believe you. Cop, there's cops at like, they gave me they gave me bottles of wine to take home to, with you, right? To take home after we drank for free all night. Jesus Christ! And, and cops are watching us leave with these bottles of wine, shaking me, giving me, my hand, giving me high fives. <laughs> um, and which I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I I I went to bed that night. Uh, a funny story: me and that girl, we actually slept naked next to each other the entire night, and she. She was on her best behavior. Okay. So, <clears throat> but like, uh, she was not, she was in her mind. She was not like, not, not doing anything. No. Uh, and I always like give her shit for that. And, uh, I was like, oh yeah, now, you know, wait till you're not going to get a second date. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding guys, but not really. She's never had it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, uh, but I woke up for your wedding a fucking mess. Yeah. And uh, I was there. No, you I were was, there. The, everyone was there on time. I'm like, you're right. I man. was you're there like, before. I was there before a lot of people, I feel like. And I remember at one point, you're like, man, I just drank a lot, dude. And um, yeah, I feel like that kind of not ruined the wedding for you. But I think you were drinking coffee the whole night. Just kind of. I couldn't drink at the wedding. I couldn't have one drink. I didn't want to like. I just, you don't understand. I had so much red wine. I don't think I had red wine for like a month after that. Wow. It was. That's one thing with I wine. We can't. Sober. Like, I'll drink it at dinner maybe, but if you get really wrecked on red wine, you'll stop. You can't, like, yeah. you, you'll, you'll take like a week or two off to kind of, you know, get your stuff going again. Did I ever tell you about the story um, with me? It was a, a tribute to the troops. Okay. And we did an appearance at a bowling alley. At some point in the day, where a bunch of the troops, it was our last stop of the day. Okay. It was me, John Cena, R Truth, and Santino Morella. So, and the, I mean, there were hundreds of people there. Yeah, yeah. Well, this bar, I mean, this this uh, bowling alley had a bar and bowling lanes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we're up all day working, doing appearances all day. And it was great meeting all the troops and, and going on the different, you know, the ships and seeing all the different cool things. And we decided they were able to, the fans got to watch us do a two-on-two -two bowling game. Okay. I don't think I've ever told you No, this. never. Um, and I think it was me and R-Truth versus Santino and uh, Cena, I believe, were the teams. Yeah. And um, it was, a, we did the drinking game where... Every every frame or every round, uh, the loser had to do like a shot. Whoa! And, and along with our drinks that's, that we're drinking, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was fucked up at the end of this. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> a couple funny notes from this. I remember this was when I was red hot with the merchandise, and Cena made like a smart ass comment to me. And uh, at some point, and it was just, dude. We're just bowling, having yeah, fun, yeah, getting yeah. drunk. And I remember I said something along what, the lines What country? Of, is this in the U.S.? Or? In the States, okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the States. Virginia, I think. Somewhere in Virginia. Maybe Richmond. Okay. Um, and I said, uh, 
I said, enjoy being number one in merchandise because you're soon going to be number two, asshole. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just like, he did not appreciate that. No. And it was fucking, and it was, I just laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he uh, just so sensitive to the whole thing. But he, I forget who saw him. I want to say it was like Ted DiBiase saw him later that night. And uh, because like Cena has been known to put down a tremendous amount of alcohol. Yeah. And like, he was a mess. He was like stripping at the, at the bowling alley. And like, he was like doing some really dumb shit where I was like, and I was fucked up. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh man, this guy's out of control. He, Ted DiBiase told me, he goes, you were drinking. He was, you were the one he was drinking with. I go, yeah, me, Santino and truth. He goes, I've never seen him drunker. Like he was, and I felt so proud of myself that I was like, <laughs> not that bad in comparison. I was like, cause he was here, like how much he could fucking drink. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I ended up, they won. They beat us. Yeah, like it was shots, they beat us not bowling. beer. <clears throat> we were doing beer, but doing shots for the losers of each. Frame. Shots of what? You remember? Probably whiskey. Whiskey. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's rough. And, man. uh, yeah, oh, like straight up. And, uh, and I just remember. They, they beat us. They beat us. Uh, beat us both both games. Okay. And uh, it wasn't bad or anything, but they beat us. And I'm like, I'll admit it straight up. But uh, I drank a lot more than them. Mm-hmm. Me and I think it was me and Truth. Truth was fucked up too. <laughs> he was and he can he could drink a bit too. So, but it was it was honestly it was a lot of fun. So, All right. happy times bowling with Cena. <laughs> <laughs> so. What else we have? What else uh, is going on? Did you have a, did you have a good Valentine's this week? Uh gosh, I'm trying to think. You're married. Your first year in marriage. What what did you guys do for Valentine's Day? We went out on last Saturday because I mean Valentine's Day is on Tuesday, and I, I work Tuesday. I, I taught wrestling on Tuesday. I was, oh, okay, I was doing <laughs> drop down leapfrog on fucking Tuesday night. <laughs> but uh, just got her flowers, that- the regular stuff, a little bracelet. What'd she get me? Well, she got me a oh. So get this. So you when you work out, you're a big fan. You have them too. The the Beats wireless headphones. You're wearing them right now. I'm actually my Beats broke. I'm wearing the WWE tap out ones they gave us for WrestleMania. Are they wireless? Or are they are, wired? They're they're wireless, and they're actually they're they're not bad while standing. They suck while lying down. They're not uh, really. <laughs> as far as like they come off my head a little bit. But they're actually not bad for free headphones. I'll give you that much. So, but the Beats ones, like, do you notice anything weird after wearing them for a while? Like, mine smell really bad. Yeah. Oh, mine. Oh, the so the so that's the one thing. The tap out the the fabric they use it seems cheaper. Okay. The Beats one, I feel like, is a more expensive material, but it's not. They need to do something about the bacteria because mine. It's bad. Mine are horrible. Mine gets eaten away at where yeah. they like, and then where like all the, fo- you can see the foam underneath the, the, like the latex or whatever huh. that is. And they smell like shit. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. Like to a point where I, like I told, I told my, uh, Laura, my wife, I was like, my, my, I'm becoming a problem in my gym. I can tell people are like offended. Like I'll do cardio next to someone. I'm like, my beats, the headphones smell so fucking bad. Whoa, wait, really? I, I just, I feel like it is. I, I can smell it, and I don't have a really good sense of smell. 
and I'm like, I, I'm embarrassed. I spray alcohol on it. Like I try to get, yeah, rid I've of done it. all that. Yeah. And like, I never felt, so I never felt bad at the gym, but I felt bad on airplanes. I felt like a real piece oh, of shit. Oh yeah. I'd be sitting in first class at times and I'm like, I feel like people are looking at me like this asshole can't get, get better headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I need new, she got me new headphones. And so I was all excited for Valentine's day. Like, Oh shit. Nice silver, new beats, but they weren't wireless. And I'm like, oh, mother. So I'm sending them back. She's going to get another pair. But uh, I think that's good. Yeah, the wire. Once you go wireless, it's hard to go back. Yeah, they're the best. They're fucking that. And that, that's a little bit of a workout <clears throat> tip in itself. I think people don't, you know, like I can't work out without listening to either music or podcasts or I'm a fucking mark. When I do cardio, I watch matches or I'm doing something, but I need beats headphones on or else I can't do anything. I think a lot of people are like that. I so I I there's been times I get to the gym and I've forgotten my headphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gym is maybe like seven minutes from my house at most, and uh, I I just say fuck it. I look at it as an opportunity to like. And the gym you took us to, that's your main gym, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good gym. But I, I mean, out, outside oh LVAC Las Vegas Athletic Clubs in Las Vegas are awesome. Yeah, bomb. Um, and most of them actually have like platforms. This one doesn't. Because I think they're like they they said there wasn't room, but the, the gym is huge. So hopefully they they get them eventually. But I I got my whole gym in my garage. But like I like to get out a little bit, and um, and there's a lot of beautiful women that work out there. I'm not gonna lie. Sure. And uh, as me and Kaylin Croft used to always we joke about like in Tampa, <clears throat> we would always say, uh. <laughs> yeah, a little insider with me and Kaylin Croft of one half of the Dude Busters, who's now happily married. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like, "What's the puss level at the gym today?" <laughs> and uh, and like we would always go at the busy. And we're like, "It's a code red." And uh, I'm walking around here with a snorkel buddy. <laughs> and uh, so like this LVAC around the horn all time. There's be- like, and I don't give a fuck anybody. I'm a goddamn man. Sure. It, it is motivating to watch beautiful women and to like be able to see beautiful women in the gym while you're like pumping iron mm-hmm. and putting up impressive weight and like because you never know what's going to come about of it. But there's times when I just want to be alone and I have my gym at home. But there's other times I'm a human being and I want to get out. How often do you work out at home compared to the gym? But I, like there's there's I'm a goddamn man and I'm like there's women in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a glance at them from time to time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I'm not I'm not disrespecting them by any means. And they're looking at me. I fucking, you know, I look good. Um, I go in, I go in there the majority of my days right now, but there's times when I'll do like half my workout there and like half my workout at home. Okay. And, uh, but like, I just like, sometimes it's just good getting out and being seen and whatnot and, and all that jazz. So, but it, hell of a gym. I, I really love it. Do you have more than one gym membership? Cause I remember you used to do that. No, I don't know. I've always had one gym. Oh really? More than I thought one. you had more than yeah. one at one point. No, I think a lot of people, a lot of people here do. I, I've never, I've never been like, I mean, I, I, ever since I'm in my home gym. So like, yeah, I, I don't need like, <laughs> I have two. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you? Well, just because like I'm in Queens now, my gym is literally, I can walk from my gym here to my gym in two minutes. It's awesome. Love my gym. Um, but when I'm in Jersey, it's not the same gym. So it's like a, it's the one you go to the sports club when you're in town. They so, let me in for free again this week, thank God. There so. you go. Um, and uh, The girl just didn't give a shit. <laughs> so that's my, when I go to Jersey, I'll go there if I want to do cardio. or Most of the time I'm over here, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm still paying because that one's only twenty bucks a month. I'm like, fuck it, I'm not gonna. Care. Where do you Where do you go now? NYC still? It's called the Rock. That's that's the name of my gym. Ironically, there's the a Rock. There and ironically, in the locker room when you walk in, is a giant picture of the Rock and a and a, and a motivational quote. Uh, and, really? Well, they call it the Rock because my gym has a giant rock climbing wall in the middle of it. Um, but it's a very okay. It's it's a fucking awesome gym. Very happy with it. Very much better than the one in Jersey. Like it's it's great. So no, it's uh that that one in Jersey is a little rundown for sure. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, again, it it still it was a great gym. <clears throat> you know what I wanted to do this week, Pat? What and, uh, I I saw a quote this week, and in my book I have a list of quotes that have really helped me in life. And I saw somebody, um, a guy that followed me, and I followed him back this week. I'm very active on social media and trying to engage myself with the fans and everybody else and this one guy put a quote up and um it's by napoleon hill and it's very very true and i wanted just to read it to everybody out there and uh do with it what you will but i know it has done me a lot of good Mm -hmm. and the quote is the number one reason people fail in life is because they listen to their friends family and neighbors and that is by napoleon hill did you put that up because i think i saw that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. It. Okay, yeah, yeah. As soon as I read it, I was like, I, I, I can't tell you how much that quote has helped me in my life, and it really, really resonated with me. And um, because if I would have listened to my friends, family, and neighbors, I would not have achieved anything. We'd all be doing something life. different. Yeah, <clears throat> you got to live your life and do what you want to do, and say fuck everybody else. And um, it doesn't matter if they if they are the ones that put you on this earth. That doesn't make them right. And uh, I think it's really important to say that a lot of everything we know in life is from the people who raised us essentially up to a point. And it's up to us to figure out life on our own. When you say that, did you have detractors from what you wanted to do though? <clears throat> you know, no, but like my dad doesn't, it was, I mean, he still isn't, he, he was never a big wrestling fan. Okay. And it, it, it was always a fake sport. I mean, he's right. It is a fake sport. And like my dad's a real sports guy. Gotcha. And like, I, like, I get it. It's cool. And whatnot, but like, and not that he he didn't stop me from doing anything, and like, but I a lot of my friends didn't watch wrestling. I would go to the events by myself, mm-hmm. and because I knew they didn't like it, and uh, I've always just trusted me. And I think that when you start learning how to trust yourself, is when you start having success in life. So that's why I really like that quote. No, I, I like it too. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, it's kind of cool. This week, I got an email on my uh, through my school actually, and uh, the email goes through like a generic kind of server or whatever. It goes through Creative Pro, and it was a guy asking to speak to to me from my high school. And uh, my alumni apparently have asked me to go back to my high school and to talk to the school about what I do. Really? Yeah. So at the end of March, I'm actually gonna. And I told my story. I was like, like look, like. I devoted my life to doing something kind of different and it didn't work out for me. And, you know, I wanted to be a big TV WWE superstar and I did everything in my power and spent, you know, long time in the quote minor leagues and it didn't work out. And then, uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me because I learned that no matter what, <clears throat> you know, I've been talking to a lot of different athletes and, and, uh, I went to Lauren's school, actually, uh, my wife's school, and I talked to the, a couple of classrooms for career day and I talked to kids like who love sports. Cause a lot of them are like, oh, I'm going to be a basketball player. I'm going to be a baseball player. And yeah. I'm like, 
I wanted to be a wrestler, guys. I wanted to be a wrestler since I was kindergarten. I go, it may not work. But you, you are a wrestler. Yeah, but like, but I, but I, in the same way, I was like, it may not work out for you guys, and it, it chances are it's not going to work out. But if you love what you do, you know, and are really passionate about it, you can find some sort of way to work in the industry that you love and have a career with it. You know, yeah. I'm like, I didn't make quote make it in the way I thought I was going to. But actually, because that happened, it probably set me up better for the rest of my life because I learned everything. And now I have, you know, multiple different things in the in the industry that I love um, because it didn't work out that way. So, like, that's kind of my shtick too. like like what I'm kind of, you know, but the fact that my high school kind of was they're like, we're aware of you. We're aware of the things uh, that are going on or what you've done. And we want you to come back and give a, a I was like blown away. Like, I'm going to be really excited to do that. It's the end of March. I'm going there. So congratulations. That, was kind of, oh, that, thanks, that is very cool. That is, I think in one of the books I've, I've, I'm reading right now, they talk about that, um, that, that things don't always go our way. And, and we, we have to kind of branch out and take a different path. But the, the one thing that, that nobody else has control over is, is, our minds essentially mm-hmm. and, and how we react to situations. And <clears throat> one of the examples, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'm, I'm just listened to it last night and a, a famous, I think he was a boxer and he went to jail for like 19 years and he was innocent for like a homicide. Okay. They, they like, and, but he never let, he never let it break him down and he never held, he never like, he never lost control of his emotions throughout the entire time. And it was a completely shit situation. And the lesson I got from that, and it was, it was a lot of the things they said really, really resonated with me with WWE was that I had stuck around as long as I could and kept busting my ass and, and doing what I could to try to change the situation. And once I realized that that wasn't going to change. Mm-hmm. I had to. I had to go down a different road, whether I wanted to or not, and and I chose to make a positive out of it. Um, and 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 that happens in life more times, more often than not, and things don't always go the way that we plan and whatnot. So I, I think that is that's really cool. Yeah, sounds cool. I think uh, tying that in, I would like to. Because you have a great story that I really, really want to get to um, this week. But I want to make sure that we get in. <laughs> this kind of ties into it. It does. Uh, the fitness tip of the week from the big guy is, this was a quote from Joe Peroni. He is a, a bodybuilder here. Sounds familiar. Uh, a guy I used to pick up his kids from school. Oh, that's um, right. You talked about him before. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he told me, everything works and nothing works. And what he meant by that. As far as, as as weight training goes, is that everything you do in the gym will work, and if you go in there and do nothing, nothing will work. That it's how you apply and focus your attention on each individual thing. You can go in there, <clears throat> and I'm sorry, my voice is shit this week, guys. You could go in there and only, you know what? You can only do push-ups and and squats today, mm-hmm. and you could still. If you don't, you can go in there and get a hell of a workout if you give that your sole attention yeah. and put all your focus into that and, and increase the intensity. It doesn't matter what you do. Give it all your attention and all your focus. Everything works. Believe it works. You can go in there and do 20 sets 
of a chest press on a machine. It works. You're, you just give it everything you got. Squeeze with everything you got. Give it all your attention. But if you sit at home and do nothing and sit on your goddamn couch and watch TV all day, you have nobody but to blame but yourself. So that is what I got from that quote, and that's what I want to give you guys. I think we talked about doing a little uh, beginner's guide to working out eventually, maybe on a future episode or something like that. Because yeah, there's a lot of people we, kind of writing about Some people work out already, but I, I was just kind of shocked with the feedback with the whole workout stuff or anything talked about here. And, you know, we definitely want to delve into that a little more. Absolutely. And it's, I think we're going to, I think next week we get into a little more about, um, Everything with with just a beginner's guide to to changing your life with working out and nutrition, and, I, and I've talked about. I'm going to try to get on my website on the. I'm going to try to get a beginner's, intermediate, and advanced workout schedule up. Okay. Um, to help um, with 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 people because I feel like you like, could really like actually do a lot putting of, your workouts out there. You mean or like <clears throat> not mine, but my uh, beginner's, intermediate, and advanced workout that from me that okay. I will personally create. Huh that um and you know I've, I've talked about i've done a little bit of life coaching with with a guy yeah yeah, yeah. and uh how's that going it's been going great i just don't have time mm-hmm. and i gotta i actually gotta talk to him about it's i have my hands in a lot of jars and it's and and i'm gonna try to keep it up but uh it, it's getting difficult on the time end okay of doing all that but um a lot of our, our, our fans and listeners really, really are interested in increasing their health. And, and that's something I really want to help with. And I feel I have a really, really good grasp with all that. And, you know, feed me more nutrition. Guys, I plug it all the time. But I really believe in it. And it, it truly is. Tyson Kidd this week put it over huge. And um, and he was there on Friday, which was nice. Yeah. And I got to give him a shout great. out. I love the fact that Tyson Kidd, and he'll appreciate this. I love the fact that there's a NXT event in town with Tyson Kids at WrestlePro hanging out, hanging out with us. <laughs> he wanted to see Brian Cage versus Ryback, of course. <laughs> and Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, hell of a performance as always. Tyson's a man, uh, and he, he put over your pre workout. He said it was the best pre workout he's ever taken. By the way, it, it's a strong. It's by far. The, I, I honestly think it's the best pre workout ever ever took. And it's and it's it is by far healthier than anything out there. And there's not one thing in there that's bad for you. The um, I told him I was joking with him, how it was so great to see him again, and how he, I we were joking about certain talents, and I'm not going to name their names, sure. but that like if they had broken their neck and their careers were over, would be 500 pounds, <laughs> and. <laughs> How he's looks fucking better than he's ever. A, he actually he told me about that 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 you said you're still in better shape than like ninety percent of the roster. Yeah, <laughs> huge bicep vein. Like he posted a picture with him and Natty with his like bicep vein just bulging out, and I'm like, the guy breaks his neck, and his wrestling career's over, and he has remained optimistic and positive throughout the entire thing. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's bitched and cussed and moaned and whined and cried. And he, he has every fucking right in the book to do that. Every chance he, if he was doing that 24 seven, nobody can knock him, Mm -hmm. but he's not, he's out. He's like talking to the guys and like, I don't, I forget that there's anything wrong with him when I see him. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to, I, I like, and it sucks. 
And, like, it, it really – people don't understand, like and, – and I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to go into great detail about this. Mm-hmm. But WWE should make sure 100% that not only is he taken care of for the rest of his life, and I mean well beyond yeah. taken care of, that they should bend over backwards time and time again for him because they took away – this guy loved – wrestling not on, a, on another just level as much on another, another level. level yeah and what they took away from him and and by the way and to take as long as they did to fucking apologize i'm going to personally say it right here on the podcast okay fuck you vince and fuck you kevin for not fucking fucking being fucking men and fucking apologizing to this human being that you ruined and vince you are a fucking piece of shit and I'm going to say it right here for everything that you did that night to fucking go out there and create that circumstance. Mm. And you should hate yourself when you look in the mirror and that's not being edited out. Wow. Seriously. No, no, I can, I, there's I, no, there's I no excuses for it. There's, and there's, there's no excuses for it. No. Oh, we were scared of a lawsuit. Fuck you guys. Yeah. You guys should be fucking shut down. I, I, I agree completely. I think he's going to is a great, great human being. He's given them everything. And Mark Carano, I hope to God, Mark Carano is fired for the stupid decisions that he made that night. That is one thing that should, that, that would make me personally, because I just hate the guy so much for, for the being a, such a piece of shit that like, I would like to see Mark Carano gone over this whole, whole thing and, at the end of the day. And credit for Tyson for kind of keeping it all, to himself, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll get mad for him without saying too much, but pretty, I mean, but he, I'm, I'm glad he came out. He's so supportive of everything I do, and I, I really, he's a real genuine friend. He's came, a great human being, he's a great, yeah, great. Fuck, like, I fucking hate wrestling in front of him because I feel like so critiqued and analyzed, and like, I'm like, ah, man, like, because he was, he was arguably one of the best in ring. If people knew his situation and the circumstances of what went down And they that don't, night, which is crazy. They don't. Yeah. And they don't. And they won't. And it's yeah. not my it's not my place it's to not, say. And I'm yeah, not no going. one's except his. <clears throat> and it it makes me so angry cuz everything I went through with my ankle and I feel like Vince doesn't know a lot of the things that went on with my ankle. And like and I never never got one goddamn apology for anything and like and in his situation is a million times worse because he can never wrestle ever again. And it just makes me so angry at the negligence and stupidity that exist at that level there. And there's not to say that mistakes won't happen and things aren't going to go bad from time to time. But Jesus Christ, they put WWE on such a goddamn pedestal and it makes me so angry. And they'll never, and, and, they, and I'll be the first to admit, they got so much power behind them. That, oh, yeah. Like, it, like, you'll never, you know what I mean? But like, it, it just, fuck. Hmm. Somebody needs to say it because he, he's not in a position to say it. So just fuck. Just makes me angry, man. I understand. <clears throat> the um, What I wanted to get to, though, and, and to kind of turn this around, um, and we're going to go a little longer than usual today, guys. Mm-hmm. But it's sorry we got off on a little bit of a tangent with that. Fan questions. I think we need to get to that. Oh, and sure. Then I I want to end this with your story because I feel like your story is a real winner. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. We'll spin it back to something kind of funny that happened at Starland, which was we, we, we were both experiencing last Friday. But uh, all right, so I got the question here. The first one is, Ryback, what happens 
when you take the pre-workout unlimited energy and you don't work out with it? <laughs> it's uh well we market it obviously as a pre-workout supplement because it's uh me being in the in the fitness world and uh, all the supplements are kind of marketed towards the fitness world you you don't have to work out on it and i and i've talked about this before you could simply take it when you wake up in the morning take half a scoop to a full scoop and some people are sensitive to caffeine they could do a quarter of a scoop and feel amazing on it and you could literally take it in the morning and it will give you energy throughout the day. And that's okay. Uh, you can just like go to work. Yeah. Okay. You can go to work. You don't have to go work out on it. like mm-hmm. your body doesn't know. Like you just it gives it's an energy supplement, an yeah. all natural energy supplement. So there you don't have to be into working out. It's just simply something that's marketed to give people energy before they go and exert themselves to working out. But you could take it at any point. And, and usually morning or afternoon, we don't recommend taking it at night because it could keep you up. So, yep. but yeah, you don't have to work out on it. All right. So question number two is from Kaibak, who's in attendance, always a proud supporter of you and of WrestlePro. And her question is, can wrist extensions essentially make your wrists fatter? Yeah. So uh, with that, like, they're specifically for your forearms, but <clears throat> with your wrist, a lot of times, you know, people measure the circumference of their wrist. It's mostly all bone right there. Okay. Um, your wrist size is kind of predetermined. Yeah. So, but like, obviously if you gain a lot of, a lot of weight yeah, and whether good or bad, your wrist will get thicker, huh. um, but not specifically there's not a lot of muscles around there that are going to bulk up. It's mostly tendons and bones and, and, and all that stuff. Aids. Okay. So uh, not it, it, your wrist or you're kind of set with what your wrist size is unless you gain a few hundred pounds. All right. And question number three, are there any banned substances in your products that could potentially show up on a drug test? Great question. On that one, um, no, everything is all natural. But I will say, in Australia, Yohimbi, uh, Yohimbine is banned in Australia. Really? So, yeah, I just found that out myself. Huh. <clears throat> so, if you live in Australia, uh, they just recently banned it, and nobody knows. It is, nobody really knows why. And it is, I think, in super high amounts, like anything, if you drink too much water, you could die. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it, it's um, it's a natural ingredient and uh, it has a lot, a lot of positive benefits to it. And um, it's legal everywhere else. So, um, but that's the only one. But nothing in the United States um, is 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 on the ban list on on my ingredients. So, okay, three uh, three solid questions from people. If you want to ask questions. Hit me up on Twitter or hit us up on Twitter. We'll, we'll, uh, I think that's, yeah, the easiest way. I, we had the email, but I feel like Twitter's the easiest. Yeah. Way. And, and you can hit me up. I'll, I'll get all those questions for the podcast. Uh, but what else we got going on? Talking about a whole bunch of, uh, a plethora of topics. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of visitors at Starland. And I think, I think you met a new friend at Starland. You were asking me about a, a certain guy that's, uh, quite the regular at WrestlePro. What? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, why don't you go ahead and mention them for everybody else? Well, you said that, that, that while you and cage were kind of putting together your match, there was a, wait uh, a second. What? (laughs) While you guys were, uh, wait a second, Pat. 
Are you telling me wrestlers talk before their matches? I went through uh, Instagram. Uh, the, the Mark for Life face is still gone. For, for the love of God. And, and I need you guys out there. I need you to message Snapchat. We need the Mark for Life. I, I'm not, Pat, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I feel like a part of me has died. Yeah, uh, I believe it. Like, I, I haven't, if you've looked at my Snapchat activity, it's gone down tremendously <laughs> um, from Mark for Life being gone. That was one of my sole reasons for, for using Snapchat. <clears throat> and but, uh, uh, there was a guy, though, this weekend when I, me and Brian Cage ran into each other backstage, and I go, what's up, motherfucker? We're wrestling later tonight. And he goes, that's right. And that was <laughs> it. <laughs> what's, uh, tell everybody his name. Well, you asked me, like, what's the deal with this guy? Because you said uh, he, had, he, was trying to get, <laughs> he was trying to get quite the pump going. When he was near, when he's near you guys, apparently, I, just, I like I have very high expectations for myself, and I like I'm not wrestling it. When I'm wrestling every week, I can go out there and like I could I just go out there and I'm fine. I, it was, mm-hmm. He got there late, and we had I thought we were, and we talked about this actually. Yeah, I wanted to go 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. He got there. We for a 30 minute match, you want a few things organized. And sure. we didn't necessarily, we could have still gone out there without talking. But problem, there were multiple things working against us. We weren't the main event either. Cody mm-hmm. was. And and that's, I always kind of believe working your place on the card. And mm-hmm. I don't think the semi-main should go out there and work longer than the main. Okay. <clears throat> and we had, he got there very, very late last minute. And expectations I felt like were very high for this. So. And we made the most of it, and we didn't even skim the surface of what we could uh, do together. But feedback was great and all that. But I noticed a guy pumping up next to us religiously, okay. um, an older gentleman, gentleman. And I was, uh, we're, we're like trying to like frantically like do it. Because you came over and you go, I, and I'm not, we, we just started talking. Mm-hmm. And then. I heard like a bell and I go, what was that? And you go, oh, the next match is starting. I go, wait, intermission is over? I thought we had like a legit 20 or 25 minutes for intermission. Mm-hmm. But it was cut short because the show was going long. Yeah. So and we had two less than two matches to get our, our shit together. And I wasn't even fully dressed and he was still getting dressed. So, uh, yeah, I, I just noticed a guy pumping up. And I was like, what the fuck is going on around here? And uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you take over from here. So I said, well, that's uh, that's Dylan Stiffwood. That's our, uh, his real <laughs> name is Ace. I'm like, you've met him before, right? You're like, no. I'm like, well, I told you about my match no, with him, I have right? met him. I have met him. He asked me about the big guy test booster multiple times. Okay. So, um, and nice I said, guy. Very great guy. Nothing. Great yes. guy. Yeah. Very nice guy. Pumps I actually up, asked his permission. in to, the wrong places, though. Uh, <laughs> uh I told him I was going to tell this story because I was like, well, I told you last year about my match with him, right? And you're like, no. I'm like, I never told you the story. You're like, no. I'm like, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it to you for the first time and on here. So I run a wrestling school, obviously. Now, one day, um, and I, I get people of all ages, sizes, whatever. Some people I've told, you know, hey, I can't train you. Um, but for the Are most part, I'm overweight usually. No, uh, and I'm okay with that because you can't. My first student ever was a kid named Fat Pat. His name yeah. was Pat too, and he was uh, he was actually at the wedding 
Um, he used to be like 440 pounds. Whoa. He's now he's now 200. He might be below 200 pounds. That's awesome. But, but when he was 440, this motherfucker could move, and he was good. So I don't judge a book by its cover with that. So this guy comes, and he has longer hair. He has kind of like Patrick Swayze uh, point break hair. A little bit older, though. And uh, he's at my school one day. And I go, hey, what's going on, man? And the first thing he says to me is like, hey, my name is Ace. and uh, Or his name's Craig. Wait, but, what's, uh, the deal? what's the deal with the Ace, Ace name? Do you know? I don't know, but I think he's a big Bon Jovi fan. And I think it stands okay. for Atlantic City Expressway. I'm not sure. Sh- someone okay. said that. I don't know if they were kidding. But we call him Ace. Makes so, sense. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And he told me within the first couple minutes that he was uh, he has a warrior tattoo and that he's uh, buddies with... Wait, who he was, doesn't? Yeah, he was friends <laughs> with uh, with Mr. Uh, warrior and that he okay. had a big part in Warrior University back when that was a thing. Were you aware of Warrior University? I remember seeing the commercials. Was that a real thing? I've heard so many different things about Warrior University. I heard that... They had a, a guy that would show them things, and Warrior only showed up twice. And when he showed up for the students, <laughs> they would have them all together, and they'd blast Warrior's music, and he'd come out in full gimmick and like say something inspirational and then leave. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, I feel it, like with me legally changing my name and Warrior being the other one that changed legally changes name, Ryback University would be a great fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Was Warrior University? Where was that? That was in Vegas, was it? <clears throat> Arizona. He was in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. What did I feel like? I I want to create a curriculum in like Ryback University now. Out of all this, and it's just it's just just life. Just life and power bombs. <laughs> life and power bombs. Holy <clears throat> shit! And positivity. So Ace came right. So we start talking. He goes, "I want to." I'm like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "You know, with all due respect, I'm like, you're you're a little bit older." He's like, "Well, you know, I want to be involved somehow," and I'm like all right, maybe a manager. I'm like, do you want to train to wrestle? I'm like, he's like, let me try it. I'm like, sure. And he's athletic looking for a guy that's in his fifties. How old is he? he he's probably like 56 now, maybe 57. Ooh. Fuck. That's, I mean, man, that's not he looks no good, spring right? chicken. I mean, he looks great, yeah. but, but he's old, but that's an older age. So I said, look, man, like if you want to train, you don't, you don't have to do this high impact stuff that we do, but let's try it out. So, how is he as a wrestler? <clears throat> All right. So they say uh, that it's really hard learning later in life, just for, to his credit. Yeah. So we start. I start training him, and I realize you know he's struggling. He's trying his best, so he's doing okay. But things aren't that easy to him. He was more so. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a manager instead. I'm like, okay, that's rightfully so. You know, that's probably I, appropriate. I will say it's a real knock to the ego when like learning something new in life. And it's like there's a lot of people that suck at fake fighting. Like, yeah. when you really, break, oh, sure. Like, it's because when you think about like it's fake fighting and like you're not good at it, that's a real mm-hmm. fucking knock to the ego. But it's tough to pick up or whatever. And I said, you know what? My, I mean, just the rolls and the bumps and the cardio and like, cardio like man- key, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, manager might be your thing. However, Here's what happens. In June, um, I normally run this giant building called the Railway Rec Center, and they're not available in summertime. They don't have air conditioning. So I like to run a couple towns over 
in a in a town called Keyport, which is he's from that town or from a town over. He lives I've there. I've never thought about buying the air conditioners for the for the for the place. I, I looked into it. it. It's 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 a lot, a lot of money. Is it? It's okay. a lot of money. So it's a city owned building. It wouldn't do me any good. Okay. So I'm like, he actually hooked up the building and he's like, you know, this is my town. I could do a lot of good things with it. I'm like, that's great. He's very helpful. Very good promoter. He's a very good salesman too. Yeah, I believe it. So he then goes, but you know what, Pat? I really want to wrestle on this show. And I go, you know what? Since you're promoting this town, I will wrestle you. But I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll make this match very easy. And I go, we're going to have... Uh, he was like, look, I want to be prepared for it. I'm like, all right. So he, he arranged it so we'd have me, him, and another guy would have training to go over this match. Almost like it's a fucking WrestleMania. Like one-on-one kind of... In Ace's mind, this is WrestleMania. And yeah, absolutely. In his hometown, he's going to have this big fucking match. Yeah. So <clears throat> we arranged this to happen, me, him, and another guy. We go to my school... Uh, early mornings in a couple days. And I'm like, look, I'm going to make this as simple as possible. Literally. And also because he had, he was managing another guy. I go, the best way to do this, we're going to have a four on four match and we'll make it survivor series rules. And you guys will be the big survivors. And even though you guys playing the heels, then I'm going to play the, it's a spot show. So I'm going to be a heel and I'll lead everything. He goes, that sounds great. I'm like, you guys will go up to the end. I'll put you guys over. It'll be awesome. Ace is the big baby face at the end. Huge baby face. He's the ultimate fucking warrior. But he, he, he's going to, yes. And I was going to yeah. teach him because I was like, look, man, like he always wanted to learn power moves, like how to, how to do a Davy Boy slam and how to oh, do like. Oh, yeah. I, oh, trust me. I know. I get a lot of emails <laughs> about, I, there's guys out there that just love fucking power style. And as a manager, he felt unfulfilled because he's this guy in pretty good shape for his age, like really good shape. Can't get that release. He needs, he's like, what do I do? So I'm like, look, we'll go over stuff. I'll figure out something. I'll take a couple moves. No big deal. So we go to my school and this is the match I have now on the heels for this match are me and, uh, Mario, who's very skilled Mario's and, great, uh, yeah. he killed it at Starland with Cody. And, uh, I, I, I really off the top of my head, I don't remember the other two heels that are in there, um, against two other heels. Doesn't matter. Two other baby faces, whatever. So it's four on four. He's a baby face and the guy he's managing. And at the time, he's playing a character called Dylan Stiffwood. He's a lifeguard. And he's managing a guy that's another lifeguard. (laughs) And it works pretty well. He's kind of like a Mitch Buchanan. A Hasselhoff, if you will. (laughs) I I love this story already. There's going to be a lot of complaints about my coughing this week. No, not at all. I'm sniffling too. So we have literally about three weeks of practice and the match I put together and, and I have pride in this because I do a lot of camp shows. I do a lot of high school shows. I do a lot of events. I would love to do a camp fucking show. Jesus. (laughs) You know, I used to work for a fat camp and I do shows up there occasionally. I, if if you would let me work as bully Ryback for one camp show, (laughs) come out, cut a fat promo, like you motherfucking. Yada, yada, so yada. I know how to include people because every a lot of these bought shows or, or whatever, they have people they want on the show. So it's my job to go, how can we get this non-trained person to be in a match and still make it entertaining but not fucking 
hurt someone or make it look shitty. So that's like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like a guest host of Raw. Like, how do you make this guy involved without exposing yep. wrestling? How can you maximize this guy's presence without exposing him? Yeah. So the match I have for him, and because he knows a little bit from training, here's all we're going to do. In the beginning, all you're going to do is lock up with me, throw me off like Hogan, yeah. and I'll take the big bump for you. Again, lock up with me, throw me off like Hogan, take my arm, twist it, tag out. That's all he's got to do in the beginning. That's it. And then as the match goes on, we'll eventually eliminate guys, so it'll come down to me and Mario versus him and another guy. Okay. So we're at that point. So then the big spot that we have where it's Mario and Mr. Stiffwood, Dylan, Ace. We'll just call him Ace. He's going to duck his clothes. Or gonna- Stiffwood. <laughs> now it's down to two, two on each team. Big drama. Duck the clothesline. He'll throw a couple clotheslines. Or, or no, it's supposed to be shoulder tackles. Two shoulder tackles, a body slam, go for the warrior splash, and Mario is going to put the knees up. Okay. Completely forgets everything, which is okay. It happens. People get nervous. People whatever. Absolutely. Mario's a professional. He cuts him off. We start beating Wait, him up. if you don't mind me asking, what part was forgotten? Um, well, the tackles turned into really weird clotheslines. They were kind of like left arm, very awkward. I, sh- I have it on tape, so I'll- I will send you this. Wait, he, uh, forgot, he forgot his comeback. It wasn't even the comeback. So he, it, it was kind of like a shine because I was <clears> like, I'm like, look, if you do a whole, I'm like, you could mess this up and yeah. you're the guy that everyone wants to see. So let's get some heat on you. Let's beat you up. Okay. Um, so he, it, it fucks up. Mario covers it. And the whole thing was, well, we got Survivor Series rules. So we got to get down to a Survivor. So me and Mario are getting heat on him. And he's, he's, as heavy as cement. We can't move him in the ring. Yeah. Um, we look at him and his face is covered with blood, just bleeding <laughs> profusely. <laughs> and I'm looking at Matt and Mo and I'm like, you didn't hit him. Did you? And he goes, no, I swear. And I'm like, why is he bleeding so much out of his nose? And he is, and and Ace is so I think now I realize he's so nervous. Yeah. He's blown he's blown sky high. <laughs> like he's totally done, dude. I have to reference this, dude. So during the training of this match beforehand, yeah, yeah. I his love this one way. his his one big bump is the hard way in. That's yeah. his big thing. For fans listening, don't know what the hard way in. Picture you're on the ring apron outside the ring, and one guy's in the ring. You push the ropes out, you pull them in, and they take a giant flip bump into the, the ring. Most, yeah, the the, wor- the fakest move in wrestling. Fakest move in wrestling, but yeah. he's very good at it. So okay. let's let's keep that in there because we practiced that, and he was very 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 good at it. Good at that hard hard way in. So me and Mario are beating him up, and like he won't blood everywhere. Blood is everywhere, and I, and his wife is in the front row. And I'm looking around like, what the fuck is going? And I'm like, dude, trust me. What is going on? He he is very hard to move. So the way Mario gets eliminated is we just keep beating him up in the corner, and the referee is counting, and Mario kind of shoves the ref. So now it's only, he gets disqualified. So I'm in there with two baby faces, even okay. though it doesn't make sense. But I couldn't just be me and him because I knew beforehand things could go wrong, and yeah. at least I'll have the other baby face in there. So um, so after that, after Mario gets disqualified, 
The next spot is literally duck the clothesline, just tag out. And his partner's going to come in, light me up with a comeback, and we're going to go into the finish. I'm waiting for him in the middle of the ring, and I'm, I'm just waiting on him. Like, you know, Mario gets DQ'd. I'm like, all right, come on, man, feet out. He doesn't come out. He's in the corner. I wait another, like, five seconds. He doesn't come out. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to him. Turn him around, blood on the face. I'm like, are you okay? No response. I go, all right, man, I'm going to give you, go for a suplex. Like, give me a small package. I go to give him a suplex. No small package. Nothing. I go, all right, oh. I'm going to suplex you for real. I suplex him. Heaviest suplex in the world. <laughs> I get up. I go. You shut down. I go, move on this elbow. Tag out your partner. I hit the ropes. I go for an elbow. He doesn't move. I just get yep. a full. I hit a full elbow drop. And I, I felt like Vader versus Sean, like in that thing where it's like, move. Yeah. And I go, dude, you have to tag out. This is going to be a fucking problem. So I turn him over and I go to pick him up. I go crawl through my legs and just tag out. He finally does. He crawls through legs and tags out. His partner runs a nice comeback. Um, And then the final spot is supposed to be big comeback, move, covers me. I kick out. I shut down his partner and I shoot him towards the rope. And Ace is supposed to make the blind tag. Then I'll get rid of his partner and I'll hard way in Ace I'll go for something. He'll that, he'll that hard way, the hard way, big hard way. Cause he wanted it in there. Move out of the way. He'll hit the warrior splash and he wins. That was the match. Yeah. I bump and feed. Boom, 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 boom. Shut him down. I shoot him towards ace. Ace doesn't tag. I go fine. <laughs> I kick his part. I, I kick the guy. I throw, I throw him over the top rope. I walk over to ace. I go, just take the hard way in. I pull the rope. He doesn't do it. Oh. He's just breathing heavily. I go to him. I give him a punch. I go hard way in. He takes it. He actually does it. Um, I'm like, I think I said, move, uh, like, ready, move on, uh, move on the knee drop or something. He doesn't move. I hit him with the knee drop. <laughs> I then pick him up. And here, here's the worst thing, which I'll show you a table Wait, of this. There's, there's, more, there's worse? This story gets out of control. I pick him up. I go, just slip the slam and roll me up. This match is done. I give up. I completely give up. Yeah. I go slip the the slam. I put him behind me. He stumbles. He rolls me up the same way, maybe worse than when fucking Austin broke his neck with Owen Hart. Like that really like weak. And I'm just sitting on my shoulders going, oh, my God, oh, my God. This is what happens when you blow up and have nothing left in you, by the way. Nothing left in you. So this is where the story begins. Wait, the story hasn't even begun yet? No. It it hasn't begun. I am. Because there's a lot of aftermath. I am am heavily invested in this. Don't fuck me over on this. After that, I kick out. Now, I didn't remember this, but Hawkins told me that I blacked out in anger because after I kick out, apparently I go to him and I kick him in the chest two or three times. And Hawkins said it looked like a gang beating. Like I just kept kicking him in the chest. I don't remember this. I go to the locker room and I'm so pissed off. I'm so fucking angry. And I'm like, that is the worst match I ever had in my life. Um, I can't believe this. The, like this happens. Um, and he gets to the back and I'm like, what the fuck is, I'm like, I tried so hard. We had practice. Like what is going on? And he's upset too. 
but he tells me that he broke his nose during the match. And I go, how the fuck did you break your nose? I didn't hit you. I saw the whole thing. Mario didn't hit you. He goes, you broke my nose on your kick. I'm like, I, I swear to God, I kicked him like in the side of his head. I'm like, yeah, no, no, I didn't. And then later on the night, when I talked to him again, I was like, because he knew I was upset. He's like, no, I think I broke my nose when Mario gave me a turnbuckle into the foam turnbuckle. Jesus. I was like, what the fuck is this? He broke so his anyway, nose. I don't even know about that. So, and I'm looking at his nose and his nose is straight, but there's a shitload of blood. <laughs> so anyway um after that night I, I i tweeted right after that match i said i just had the worst match of my life i and, remember this i feel like okay yeah so yeah. i tweeted that um but then after a while i started laughing i'm like i just had a 55 year old guy's first wrestling match and i'm mad about it like i'm laughing at myself but then he came home and he tweeted something like nasty at me after i'm like Oh boy, what the fuck is this? And he was telling everyone that I broke his nose. Yeah. And that that's why he couldn't continue the match. And I'm fucking getting really mad. I'm like, this is a guy I trained. This is a guy I cared about. And he's telling people I fucking, me and Mario hurt this guy. So here's what happened after this. Um, I basically write him an email saying like, you know, because of this, I'm like, I really try to help you, but like, I don't think you can come back to my school, man. You're telling people yeah. that I hurt you. Like this is a this is a bad situation. Okay. And what I, he wrote back something I forget. But then a couple of my students and and guys I work with were like, "Hey, we saw we saw Ace this week. His eyes are really blood are covered are black and blue." Yeah. And I went, "No fucking way." And I, I had two to four different people write to me and go. His eyes, like, he looked like a raccoon. Like, his yeah. nose is broken. I was like, no fuck. And then I started thinking, I'm like, oh, shit. Did I fucking break his nose? Like, what the fuck happens? So anyway, um, then apparently I had a, there's times where a lot of my guys will help me out. And we'll go, like, flyer different <laughs> wrestling events. And we had a local event in town. It wasn't wrestling. It was for this big celebration. But our show was the next week. So we're handing out flyers and Ace showed up and he helped out anyway. And one of my guys messaged me and he goes, yo, uh, just letting you know, he's here and his eyes are glittery. I'm like, what do you mean they're glittery? He goes, well, he has black and blue eyes, but uh, it looks like there's makeup on it. And I'm like, no fucking way. They're like, yeah. And they went up to him. They're like, why are you wearing makeup? He goes, I'm not wearing makeup. I put on my wife's stuff to cover up my black and blue eyes or my purple eyes. And he's like, you know, women, <laughs> like he was trying to what? cover up for it. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, did I break this guy's nose or is he wearing makeup and trying to pretend no. that I hurt him? I'm like, what is going on? So I reach out to him. I go, we need to go meet up. We need to talk about this. Me, him, and Kevin go to dinner one night, um, and he shows up, and he where, only if, has. Where, if you don't mind me asking, where'd you go to eat? Uh <sighs> it was like so, California California Pizza Kitchen or something like that. Like gonna, something it sounds like, like an Applebee's type of night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was something like Macaroni Grill. That's what okay. it was. Macaroni All Grill. Right, yeah. So he shows not up. Quite, not quite Ruth Chris. And when he comes in, he has one purple line going down his eye, and I went, "Oh fuck." That looks real. Like, I'm, I guess I hit him. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel bad. So we start talking, and, and he was telling me stuff. And, like, 
you know, he, he had a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, all right, you know, I feel bad, whatever. Let, let's let, let bygones be bygones. Just come back to school. I don't even care about it anymore. But Kevin couldn't let it go. And yeah. Kevin goes, do me a favor, Ace. And he wets a napkin. Wipe that shit off your eye right now. And Ace goes, okay. And wipes his forehead, wipes his mouth, and throws it back. He doesn't wipe the eye, though. Yeah. He goes, no, wipe your eye. And he goes, okay. And wipes his eye, and he throws the napkin down. And there's makeup on it. There's a little purple blemish. Really? And I, and I just went, holy shit. I went, Kudos you know what? to Kevin for calling him out on that. Yeah. That makes me like Kevin even more. <laughs> me and wow. Kevin just look at each other, and I go, you know what? I don't even care anymore. And I was really upset and disappointed, but I found out, here's the real story. This is why he did it all. He has a heart condition, but I think that he, and this came out later because he had a hard time doing cardio and uh, he's actually on the cover of a men's health magazine for a new procedure he did. And he was embarrassed to kind of admit. So then I went, oh my God, what if I was wrestling this guy and he would have died of like a heart thing? Yeah. Like, because this was an issue that he had. He's so made a what, full. What was his reasoning for having makeup on? We never talked about that. He just kind of uh, he did that, and I think it was I think it was for sympathy. So I got to say, like you know, he had he overcame a heart thing, and I think he was just too embarrassed to say, which is why he gets tired and everything. So the too rematch maybe the rematch may be happening on June 10th in Keyport. Uh, I would like to give this a second shot. Uh, Kevin challenged me. If Kenny Omega can make a, a, ten, a nine-year-old Japanese girl a star, can, can, I, can I pull this match? Wait, what's the deal with Kenny Omega? Well, you've seen him wrestle the, the nine-year-old girl before, right? No. You've never seen that? No. Oh, my God. YouTube that tonight. He has like a killer match with like a nine-year-old girl in Japan. Can you? I'm, I'm going to ask you this very seriously on it. Yeah. Can you book Ryback versus Kenny Omega? Uh, if I can, I would, uh, honestly. And I talk to Kenny not often, but Kevin's actually better friends with him. Um, we'll talk off the air about this, obviously, but I, I like, I don't have a list specifically, but I would like to wrestle Kenny Omega because I, uh, I have great wind and I want to know, he looks like he has great wind yeah. just from a competitive standpoint. I want to wrestle Kenny Omega. Okay. I, I'm All fine right. with that. He's, he's a great dude. But uh, he wrestled a nine-year-old, and I, I want the rematch with uh, with Ace, hopefully June 10th, me versus all. I don't know if he's 56 now or 57, but I'd like that is rematch. He, is he cleared by all doctors and physicians to get in the ring? Probably not, but uh, <coughs> we'll see how this goes. So that that's that's the story that I've, I've never told you that I, I think I'm telling you right really, now. We should do something with, uh, for uh, WrestleMania weekend, having uh, – you may be in Colt Cabana's corner with Ace in my corner, and uh, just doing—I don't know why. <laughs> set up the angle with people set, that won't be there. <laughs> set up a, a shitty angle for like the twenty people there. No, there'll be a lot. I, I can't tell you. Like when I check on social media, there'll be people that just don't understand. Like they can't fathom not working for WWE, and I'm just like God. Mm. It's like idiocracy. The movie just, just people not understanding life, and just it's so disappointing on so many levels. But you know, I, it's gonna be a hell of a weekend, WrestleMania weekend. Come on, that's out the most. It honestly, 
there's no bigger, not stress, but I have 1,500 seats to sell on a Thursday night. We're only Wait, running against really? Evolve. Yeah. All right. No, I'll take care of the rest. I got it. That that really is, and it's nice because guys like you and Co legitimately care about the house. Um, yeah, I don't want to wrestle in front of 20 people. No, we'll, we'll pack. I mean, like front row sold out, second row's getting there, but like fans are very picky with what they do, but they're there, you know. Um, guys, come out to WrestlePro. I always usually get on the mic and say something, and uh, it's worth that alone. And you'll come out and see that I'm a way better wrestler than you want to give me credit for, and uh, because I can legitimately do anything. Whether yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Or not, so. You and Cabana should be a... I'm going to break his arm. <laughs> Fun night. <laughs> really, really fucking hot at him over all that punk stuff still, so. <laughs> Piece of shit. So what else we got? You want to wrap it up? We, we did a two-hour and ten-minute episode. No, already. that was our first two-hour episode, so I think that's, you know, that's about all for this week. But um, thank you guys, and leave your feedback online. You can email me at the big guy at feedmemore.com, Ryback22, mm -hmm. at Twitter, the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat and Pat. WrestlePROonline.com, tickets in New York, New Jersey area. Like I said, if you're coming to Mania, go Thursday night. We'd love to meet you. Um, I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. And guys, you've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How.